0: following podcasts may contain some adult language. You've been warned.
1: dedicated to the Genesis role-playing system created by Fantasy Flight Games and produced by Edge Studio, a show in which we, your hosts, discuss all things Genesis from both the players' and a GM's perspective. I am Tony Fanning, and with me, as always, are my good friends and co-hosts, Mr. Christopher Holmes and Stefan Dragonspawn. What's up, gentlemen? Homie. Oh, I'm
0: doing good. <laughs> ben running some 5e... D D this past week, and um, Rhyme of the Frost Maiden and the Old School uh, against the Giants last night. Um, I've been having some pretty fun with it, pretty, pretty good. And uh, daughter got me back into WoW over the weekend. Fuck, uh, wasted my time doing that. Oh, Lord, and then you know came up with our. Thing for tonight for advantageous threats. Thank you, Tony, for that putting the pressure on us. <laughs> Jesus. Whatever. Oh, sorry, I did that. I'm all on my own. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm foreshadowing there just a little bit. Um, Stefan, how you doing, buddy?
2: I'm doing good too. It's a nice day today. We were outside. Uh, the dogs were running around, preparing stuff for spring, and off and on. Uh, Doing also some more uh, adaptation to, from my Dragon Star setting to Genesis. So uh, been working on some of the other PDFs like Smuggler's Run and the uh, Player's Handbooks, uh, Player's Companion, I said. and uh, decided to do a separate one for the Imperial Supply, which is mostly just equipment. So uh, I'll be doing cool. p- separate PDFs just for that. Uh, but yeah, doing off and on, so that I don't get uh, Bored or just burnt out doing that. Other than that, uh, no, doing good. What about you, Tony?
1: Uh, uh, I'm all worn out, <laughs> torn up. I uh, I went out last night to uh, a, a rock show and got a little drunk, <laughs> and then mowed the lawn, hung over today, and I'm paying for it. <laughs> <sighs> but other than that no I'm uh, doing great everything RPG wise I get what six games going
0: I feel Ooh, like oh, Mr. Yeah.
1: Holmes here I got I got games every other day
3: <laughs> that's
0: right uh, totally but, having fun with that of Cthulhu game you are running, man
1: yeah that's awesome Cthulhu 5e on, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's fun but so yeah thing, that's not forward. real life
0: man oh, oh.
1: I'm looking forward to just playing around with the uh, the um, cooking up a setting. So tonight's episode, yes. episode 81, Iron Chef Genesis, cooking up a setting, part one, because there's a lot to it. So mm, there we'll have a part two later.
2: Yes. <laughs> Iron Chef.
1: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I love that show. <laughs> I like
2: Iron Chef, too.
1: <laughs> I like the original not the not the americanized one
2: hmm. So san I've only, I've only <laughs> seen excerpts
0: <laughs> Awesome Well then uh, let's move on to push the signal then if you want Part of the show where stefan shares all that hot and steamy genesis news fresh off the wire from edge studios and um on the drive-through rpg section of the foundry well maybe not all from edge studio but in their their section from all of you out there the community people creating that stuff what you got Stefan?
2: all right so uh today we have something i try to i try to stay i'll from now on at least in line with our uh our show topic as much as i can and in this case i chose studio 404 just came out with their mecha creation and campaign supplement called mecha sys instead of genesis it's mecha sys cool. uh, yeah so if you want a supplement if you want a setting that has big giant robots uh, this could be the book uh, ideal for uh, for it. So it covers it's 53 pages. Uh, that gives you five new archetypes, uh, things like the daredevil or the kid, uh, and then seven careers, of course, so with things uh, that are typical, like the the mecha pilot, duh, of course, and the goofball. So the the sidekick of the a serious mecha pilot there's always a goofball that seems to be he, he's still good at what he does but he doesn't always follow the rules i kind of ro- uh read in the uh, sort of bio of that archetype or career actually mm-hmm. just kind of and then they go over some of the skills um, and they even split uh gunnery into two uh different gunnery skills, a bit like some settings do with melee or ranged. They've got cannons and missiles. Mm. Uh, if you want to be more specific, since a lot of characters will spent a lot of time in mechs, uh, gunnery will be important, so maybe splitting it can have a character focus more on one type of weapon than the other. And then they add, of course, uh, a few new skills like uh, mecha operation, and, of course, uh, they add new talents like mecha duelist and the lock-on expert and many more after that they also go over mecha construction uh, various what they call build points uh, depending on the chassis like uh, that are small and light those are or some that are huge and heavy and uh, one thing that i liked that they did is that they combine the stat blocks that have both characteristics like a PC, so uh, a mech will will have willpower, uh, presence, uh, anti-cunning, just to represent how awesome sometimes they they might look on the battlefield, how uh, how maybe their computer system operates, and so forth. Uh, and of course, the traditional stats of a vehicle, like system strain, uh, strain threshold, right? and, and uh, hit thresholds, and, and their speeds and armor. And after that, they go on to describe different modes of locomotion, the weapons, secondary stats, uh, and upgrades, which act like talents for mechs that you can mm-hmm. buy. And they're set up in tiers uh, as well.
0: Act like talents <laughs> in the sense that you spend experience points to buy them? Yes, Almost exactly. kind of how you do, how, how we did, how we saw in that one... Um, supplement for the uh what is it the martial arts supplement yeah where you spend xp to do kind
2: of different martial arts moves or something okay interesting exactly and then new rules that affect mechs of course because they're big and they're slightly different than the cars or jets so there are also mentions uh including combat options and of course specific critical hits uh chart
0: always like new critical hit charts
2: oh yeah some of them are pretty good Mm yeah in there and then
0: collect them all (laughs) yeah
2: (laughs) and then finally some sample mechs of course so okay and some mechs can be considered almost like minions they talk about how especially in in anime so you always have some mechs that the heroes just blow through you know uh even though they're mechs it's like now they only have very few hit points and uh, they're piloted by uh, (laughs) by the name ones, and then you've got some that are more rivals, and of course the nemesis uh, type of uh, of mechs. So uh, as usual, available through Drive Through RPG. Link in the show notes. All of that for nine ninety five. That's a pretty good price for yeah, fifty pages of
1: awesomeness, man.
2: Yeah, great, great I, layout. Some cool art as well in there. So
1: I'm just happy that it's. I finally have a product that will allow me to flesh out one of my favorite sci-fi movies, ever made, mm-hmm. into a setting, so that I can run it. That's Pacific right. Pacific Rim, Robot Jocks, the setting.
2: <laughs> okay. Robot Jocks, <laughs> have I not seen that? <laughs> I'm gonna have to Google <laughs> like, that. No, you're talking
0: Pacific
1: Rim.
2: <laughs> fucking no, it's
1: fuck. It's some um, E is so cheesy, like Robotech slash Mech Warrior knockoff movie from the awesome. '80s. It is. Oh, it is, it is terrifically bad, dude. <laughs> I have a cheese-powered family here.
2: Oh it's yeah, not, that's, oh, that's a good. I've thing. seen, I've seen <laughs> that movie. I've just googled it. It and is the
1: Sharknado movie. of robot <gasps> movies. I recognize oh, there. the, uh, the awesome.
2: VHS uh, cassette box kind of poster. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> it was like one of those direct-to-video things. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It was. It was notoriously. Well acted.
2: Mm. Yeah, then there was one another one similar called he Robot says with Wars. The face. Yeah. There was one in the same vein called Robot Wars and one of the one of the robots looks like a big scorpion. Uh
1: yeah, but that was claymation. That was really I was mean
2: stop, mo- stop motion. Ow. Yeah.
1: That was done with stop motion. That's some good shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, no, all kidding aside. Uh, no, I actually will be um, um, using this as um, when you come to the um, Mecca or Me- 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 Machina Me- section machina part? of the Primordial Machina uh, book mm-hmm. will be a uh, go-get-this-supplement because it will <laughs> help you make your Machina. <laughs> yeah. That's, big, yep. well, that's good. Um, Let's so... That's pretty much what the mockiness section of our our our, uh, our document's gonna say. Is go get this because yeah. they did all the work for me.
2: Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff in there. Now and it is pretty good. Yeah, so, it's I good work stuff. Uh, to the guys there. Uh, I, I chatted with uh, one of the creators and graphic designers, Brett Bowen, very nice guy, who worked on this at 404 uh, Studio. 404. They've, they've come up with a few other things uh they say some of their other products are, are more the more stealthy products like low-key but this is their big out and loud and proud kind of product
0: yeah you can't you can't be stealthy with a mech that's for sure no
1: okay no. no, they, <laughs> they they started out loki
2: uh, i'm not sure about <laughs> that but uh maybe we can ask them in a supplement oh okay <laughs> no no. know awesome And that's it for Boosting the Signal. Uh, Go check them out. I hope that helps uh, the guys over there produce more stuff uh, and uh, a bit more uh, cash in their pocket and a bit more, more exposure, whatever helps. Congratulations, guys. Thank you.
1: Welcome to the Books of Genesis.
3: Uh
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow, you sound different there, Chris.
1: um... (laughs) (laughs) This is where we break down a section of one of the books of Genesis bit by bit. This time, we get a taste of the random setting generator. Chapter 5 of the Expanded Player's Guide. Pages 40 through 56. You like that? Getting a taste. I, I, I see what
2: you did there, Tony. yeah, yeah. It will be a very spicy section. It will be,
1: yes. So turn to page 40, follow along if you'd like, of your expanded player's guide and join us. So we're going to start, we're going to just kind of randomly roll up and play with it, Uh, the three of us. We're not actually going to build these settings unless one of us really likes the one they roll. Um, (laughs) But we're going to, uh, yeah, we're just going to dink with it a little bit. Now, um, what it tells you here on page 40, and I'm going to get this out of the way, is uh, before beginning documenting your setting, uh, you need a way to record your ideas as you develop your setting. The aforementioned setting sheet, that was aforementioned in the previous paragraph, um, which is the expanded setting creation sheet from Fantasy Flight games available on their website that you can download um and that's the original one or the expanded one either way um also in drain smith's deposit of everything i think um there is a form fillable version uh that you can go pick up that is where i found it
0: for us so that we can record it for tonight thank you uh scott Appreciate you doing that for
1: us. Yep. Uh, For physical media, such as index cards, notebooks, uh, the uh, three-ring binders are the most adaptable, as you can rearrange material as you develop it. Sketchbooks are great for creating maps, thumbnail sketches, electronic media, obviously electronic media. I mean, where we would be with, we didn't have that. Right. Um, Unless you don't know how to
0: freaking organize your files and such, and you can't really
1: find anything.
0: That's there actually are, a pretty good point that they made in the organizational part. <laughs> there
1: are campaign builder software out there. There's there um, yeah. there's um, World Anvil, Obsidian yeah. Portal. Uh, those are just two off the top of my head. There's, there's others. Um, either way, whatever or- organizational method you choose, there are... Yeah. There's a ton of ways a, to
0: do it. I mean, I have a I have a little app on my phone called OneNote, where you could you could just make you could just create notes, or you could create like grocery lists. I use it for grocery lists, or just make notes. So if I have an idea, I know Tony, you do this a lot while you're at work. You just kind
2: of come up with notes, and, you know, just create a note, just write it down. Yeah, record. I it. use Google, yeah, I use uh, Google Keep. It's, it's almost right. like a posted note. Notes. Yeah. You can use it as just a. Mm-hmm. a broad note or a, a list so with check marks oh yeah. So, yeah which is
0: good if you ever have those creative moments record yeah. them and then yeah. if you get in the habit of doing that you make it kind of second nature and you know you'll okay. be amazed like how just how much information you'd have
2: yeah and some time. of these and some of these you know uh, like one note and cool keep are available like across platform so on your computer your laptop your yep. phone so yeah. when you're out in the grocery shopping uh waiting line here, have an idea, write it down, then you can right. flesh it out at home.
1: I do some of my best thinking when I'm supposed to be thinking about work. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I have that available to me. Um, and, you know, I used to carry around little, um, basically, um, moleskin, moleskine mm-hmm. um, yeah. notepads. And I would fill those out all the time. Problem is, you can't take those out onto, a you know, a, the shop floor or at work or whatever. Um, so, I, you know, filling it in on my cell phone and then I can take yeah. it from one media to another and move it rather easily. Yeah. Um,
0: I'm going to say, before we,
1: before we go on,
0: this first sentence in this section, creating a setting. It's very interesting to me that they say it like this. Creating a new setting gets to the heart of the Genesis role playing game.
3: You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The heart of it. You know,
0: because I mean the Genesis role playing game, when that when the rule book first came out, people always were like talking about, oh man, look at the art And this, it kinda sucks. It it's not like it's it's not complete. Well, that's because the, the, the designers made a choice that it's more of a toolkit for you to build on. And this mm-hmm. is what is the heart of it. Oh, a tool
2: yeah, you Genesis it is, you know, a play on words, generic system, you know, uh-huh. it's, it's for multiple, multiple settings, yeah. just like other, other generic Ed, systems that are out there of different names. Yeah. So,
1: and there are people who have, um, you know, created settings for mm-hmm. Genesis, their own settings, um, yeah. and marketed them on drive-thru. There is nothing wrong with using these, um, these methods create something that you wish to share with the community, whether you want to throw it up there on um, a yeah. Discord server and share it with everybody, or whether you want to, uh, m- you know, market it, get your own art for it, market it, and put it up on the drive-through RPG for others to play, mm-hmm. this is that Do it. In, a, in that process in a nutshell. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now I did want to mention there's uh, one. Paragraph here at the tail end of um, the organizational methods section, and since okay. we were talking about, you know, organizing and whatnot, and, and it's important to note that as you document your material, you should always think about what is just for you as the creator of the setting, and the GM if you're just running it for your friends, uh, and what is for your players, understood, and. My little uh, word to the wise or uh, bit of advice, pro tip, I guess, not really, I'm not a pro, I don't get paid, um, <laughs> would be mm-hmm. to format your player section stuff much like you see it formatted in the Genesis source books, um, you know, archetypes, follow that with uh careers follow that with a skill descriptor of what skills new skills list you have follow that with a list of talents and um,
0: gear gear section equipment
1: and and then adversaries now because the adversaries are more of a gm section but um but that way if you format it like that there's a familiarity everyone who opens up that product if you share it with others later They'll know immediately what to look for where. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah. Most good, most books will put player information towards the beginning, that that both GMs and players. Mm -hmm. uh, And and then towards the end, more specific just for the GM. Yeah. Right.
1: And and great way to do lead in with the setting description. You know that you get from doing this. This. Yes. Yep. uh, Lead in with your setting description of what it is to to play the game, what tropes and what themes you're, you're, you're uh, trying to achieve Mm -hmm. and then go into that player information. Uh,
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good idea. Just an idea. Was there any, any tips on how you separate that information that you do for yourself there, Tony, Um, beyond like, here's a GM folder, here's a player's folder or section of the document.
1: Separate document for each one. Uh, okay. each, each section in the NASA mm-hmm. section is finished, combine them in the order that you want them until you have one document.
0: Gotcha. Now, when you're writing something, say if you're writing something for a section of like maybe when you were writing for the uh, Primordial Machina, like the, the adventure you're writing for us here, and you were writing the area of this world, when you were writing it for yourself, writing all the information out, were you making notes on this blurb? is going to be my elevator speech that i'm going to read to the players
1: yeah when i do that okay. i try to put um it's easy to format it you can put a different um what i do is i'll highlight that text any Got text it. that i want to or italicize writing it or <laughs> italicize it put it in a block um yeah. okay. with a, with a with a different shading behind it okay, okay. Uh, much like you'd see in an adventure module <laughs> i do the same thing when i'm writing if it's something that i want to share Elevator pitch style with players as I'm uh, whether I'm reading it out loud to them or I want them to see it to pop out when got they it. open a document um, that's you do all that right. italicize it throw a different shading behind it got it
0: okay okay cool cool excellent all
1: right all right well first step. No, yeah. Let's,
0: uh, well, let, well, I mean, really, let's, let's I mean, let's talk about some stuff here. Really the step. I mean, before we go into like what the different steps are, there are two techniques. Mm-hmm. We're going to be using the randomized techniques tonight, where we're just going to we're just going to we're just going to roll some dice <laughs> randomly determine done, yep. the, the results. We've already done the other one, which is the brainstorming one, where you basically take out a piece of paper Take a few minutes or word processor, your your OneNote app, whatever, and then um, just jot down what interests you, what comes up with, or get on mm-hmm. your podcast recording with your two buddies and start throwing ideas out and then throwing throw out hands. ideas that you know they're not going to say that they're not going to say no to because they don't say no to because when you're brainstorming you don't say no you just throw <laughs> stuff on the wall and you let it stick and That's whatever yeah. See you know sticks. like the insect race right mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> if you throw it half, and... if you throw it hard enough and often enough it will stick
0: exactly. <laughs> and then and then you ask yourself and then so this is in the um so this is a nice sidebar on page um 41 A couple of the questions here. um, What do you want to get out of the setting? What makes it fun and interesting to you and your players? That's important to know. Ask yourself. What makes fun for your players? Now, I know a few sessions ago, I asked my buddies, what do you enjoy? Do you enjoy more combat? Do you enjoy puzzles, the story, and what? You know, I kind of know them as it is, but ask those questions
1: what's people's tastes evolve it doesn't hurt to ask your players that often
0: it's very much their game as it is yours you know um and if you have that attitude that's that attitude has changed for me since i've been playing a narrative dice system more so i've noticed right i've made it more of our game instead of i'm the gm i get to welcome Mm -hmm. to my world no it's our world baby we're having fun you know um are there any pre-existing settings you want to use as a basis and expand upon those robot jocks? Yeah, there you go. Something like that. (laughs) Are there, are there tones and themes you want to explore and incorporate, you know? Um, and then, uh, then like after you have these ideas, um, move on to just developing it. And then, um, It says here: Don't worry if some of the ideas conflict with each other at this stage. Just throw them out there, right? Like lumberjacks, really don't go well with bugs, but who cares? We kept them in there, and it's working. Yeah, Yeah, I think we have a lumberjack bug, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? (laughs) We might have if you if he passes all the tests. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Then, um, but then you know, drop some of the ideas when you need to, and as it comes through. But uh, you know, just when you're brainstorming, just throw it out there, keep it up there, and then as a pass through the first time, just throw everything out there that you want. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So, what are the steps we're going to go through? We're only going to go through half of these, but what are all six steps here, Stefan?
2: All right. So, there's step one, two, three, four, five, and six. All right. Ah, ah, <laughs> so thank <laughs> you, sir. Moving on. Uh, things, uh. <laughs> uh, all right. So if you, if you want a bit more detail, step one Just is the, about using the, tropes and themes, mm-hmm. and then uh, selecting a technology level on step two. Okay. Then you want to build your world. So a little bit more detail about the world itself in step three. Okay. Step four. Love me a bit, a bit more. No, sorry. Uh, determine religion and cosmology. So, mm. so what do people people Sounds believe deep. in? Yeah, so what people believe in, what the how the world the is set over- up, kind of thing. How it created, got created, maybe. Okay. Step five, a bit more grounded, more down to earth. So like governments, uh, general society, how people are organized, and then step six has some other. Various steps included in that. Fill in details and determine rules.
0: Excellent.
2: Right um, on. Yeah. And and a lot of these steps have sub-steps and other categories within them. So might not be able to get to them this session, uh, this uh, show. But we'll uh, get to them eventually. Right. Well, we're going to get through the first three steps tonight. At least, yes.
1: At least. All right. So oh, yeah. I uh, forgot I had to have one. freaking dice out for this. Holy crap! Buckets, d, just
0: d tens, man. Just unless you can, unless you can
1: read those. Uh... I'm looking for my d tens. I know what I need. <laughs> Damn it!
0: Can you read the d tens,
1: Tony? I can't. <laughs> I'm not Who's colorblind like some other friends okay. we have. Gotcha.
2: Yeah, those are love. the ones with ten sides. Okay. Thank you.
1: <laughs> I said I'm hungover, not drunk, guys. Jeez. <laughs>
2: And if you have percentile dice, some of the some of the numbers are d- like doubles, you know, like five zero three zero zero zero. Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: So um, while Tony's finding his dice, there's another sidebar here on forty two that I want to mention. It's called so player hard. buy-in. a kind of kind of a follow-on to mm-hmm. to kind of involving your players in th- this process, which could help, you know. Um, Try to sell some of the ideas to your likely players. You know, what piques their interest, like they said, what is what's what what's um would yeah, they what, get excited about?
2: Yeah. Part of they, this? Yeah. What would they uh right. grab grab onto more?
0: Right. What well, wouldn't they? Then you don't have to maybe tweak those ideas as much. Now mm-hmm. on the flip side of that, maybe you could find out like if or is there anything that they might be getting offended by or disturbed sure. by and then you you'll want to keep those elements in most
3: definitely
2: <laughs> yes. I mean. well <laughs> or, they're offended <laughs> they're offended by lumberjacks because it's appropriation canadian appropriation that totally got to keep, keep it, it in, it. Keep <laughs> it in.
0: <laughs> no but no but seriously i mean if if there there you know there there are elements in the setting that you know your players might say you know what i don't feel too comfortable you know i don't feel comfortable with that hmm. you know they're your friends you know You know, hey, even do not your friends respect it. If you have that
1: one buddy who had a really, really, really bad experience at cheerleading camp, do not do a setting about being cheerleaders. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I mean, have it set at a camp. I'm telling you from experience. Okay. Oh. All right. (laughs)
2: Um, <laughs> tell, yeah. tell us, Tony. To, tell us, no, Tony. I'm where kidding, did the cheerleader hurt you? <laughs> where did the cheerleader hurt you? Touch you I yeah. can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's everywhere. Mm.
1: It, oh. There were pom poms everywhere.
0: Yeah, and you know, you know, I'll tell you, my um, my buddy Kyle had involved the rest of us in creating this new world we're playing in the um D Shift Seven D. Um, system that we're playing in uh, we blew up the Forgotten Realms okay. but then we all started randomly selecting tiles and we're building this world um, we all created like a mythos related to our characters that we were playing in the previous world and he's tying it in and all that stuff and now we're like we're like invested in this world and, and, it's, and it's pretty and you, cool I must say
2: what do you what do you call it? The remembered worlds. What's that? <laughs> what, what do you call the uh, the setting now? <laughs> the remembered worlds. Oh, no,
0: it's not that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, we're we fun the, with it. But anyways,
1: I've, but I found my keys realm is what it is. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but 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 um, but he, but but we were involved in that process as we were building it up, and now we're playing it characters in there and it doesn't matter whether we're rolling 3d6 in order get what you get you don't throw a fit and you know I'm rolling ones on my hit points and whatever every level and I'm still alive but still
1: right but I not. but I'm oh, not bitter. but it's enjoyable <laughs> okay <laughs> well. I'm uh, sorry uh, moving on. <laughs> yeah 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 yeah
0: all right so our first uh, step here um
1: Let's Tony, begin. you want to kick this off with our first step, or? Oh my gosh! All right. So, um, <laughs> choosing tropes and themes. Step one. Oh. Uh, once you've spent a few minutes uh, brainstorming, storming, storming, it's time to pick the trope and tropes that you want to see appear in your setting. Um, we're gonna roll those. We're gonna roll randomly. And, uh, are we gonna are we gonna roll two and keep one? Everybody. No, I'm
0: gonna roll two and keep two. That's what I'm gonna do. That's what I'm gonna do for me. I'm just gonna roll two. I'm gonna keep the two I roll. I'm okay. gonna get what I get. I'm not gonna throw a fit.
1: Well, first mm-hmm. you gotta know what you're rolling. So first of all, what is a trope? Yeah, a trope's a common storytelling device, a cliche, or both. Um, they can help uh. define a genre, like steampunk or alternate history, or mm-hmm. they can define the morality of good versus evil. Tropes uh, can be refined in all the way down to specific elements within classic stories. noir. Mm-hmm. Um, but you should stay more general when developing a setting. Tropes help you give your setting an easily recognizable element for your players to identify with. If you say your setting has gritty realism trope, this helps your players know what kind of game they're getting into. Uh, it informs them what kind of characters they need to build. Uh, if you make a, a cartoon talking squirrel in my realism campaign, I'm going to mm. kill it. Um, so your, your setting doesn't, have to, Could be your setting a doesn't squirrel. have to have a trope. It says that here. It doesn't right. have to have one. Um, you can skip this step entirely and just hodgepodge it as you go. Um, yeah. But there's a list of common tropes here. Now, there's another little section here that I want to talk about with tropes. And then I'll let one of you cover themes. Um, And that is subverting tropes. And that's something that we've done in one of the ones that we did uh, where we wanted to have a traveling structure that moves Mm -hmm. through. You know, we were, oh, traveling through time. No, it's traveling through reality reality to different worlds. And that was instead of having a spaceship that jumps from place to place, we had a bar that jumps from place to place. So we took that trope of travel and exploration and we turned it on its head. We subverted it a little bit. We did. Give it a twist. This involves taking the expectations of a trope that it brings along with it and deliberately doing something different with it. Uh, for example, they list here in the book, instead of robots created and controlled by humans, playing, maybe PCs play humans recreated by an advanced artificial species of beings in a bid to study the long extinct society. Ooh, that's creepy. Alright, yeah. uh, or perhaps <laughs> your setting employs a trope of gritty realism, but the player characters are idealistic hero- heroes in a gritty setting. So, uh, okay. that is just uh, one way to kind of twist and turn or subvert the tropes. Right. What about themes, Holmes? Themes. Well, they are similar
0: to tropes, but here it says they speak to the types of stories you want to feature. Um, themes are, are, are more of your broad ideas and questions. Um, that you ask yourselves that are, um, you know, that are kind of tied to conditions or emotions. Like what does it mean to be a human in this world where, um, like say, here's an example, like what it might mean to be a human in a world where intelligent, empathic beings can be created artificially. Ooh, that's interesting. So that's a, would be a theme there. Um, and another one that says, "Likewise, a theme in the Twilight Imperium, se- Imperium setting." Ha ha! Coming up here soon, I hope. We hope. Um, what is it like to live in the shadow of a great forgotten civilization, and can you ever live up to its lost ideals? So it's um. It's a, it's a it's a themes are a good way to like you know. Put a question to your players to have them answer it through their character's voice, using their character's voice. And I could get them tied into it um to to kind of tie them to the setting right away. Um it could be something broad like um also like what kind of legacy will my character leave after they die? Um those kinds of things. So um yeah. So that's what themes are. Okay. Right. Not-
1: so we're going to roll this up uh, on table 1.4-1 on page 43 of the book. Um, right. Since uh, since it's Stefan's turn, buddy, you get to kick it off. Go ahead. Uh, uh, what what method are you prover. using, bud? Yeah, what are I'm
2: you going to I'm going to be using the uh, roll three, keep two. Okay. Not because I just... Give me some options if I uh, if I don't like one, I can maybe kick it off. Cool. If I like all three, maybe I'll keep them. Never know. Sweet. All right. So let's start with first roll. Forty-eight. Magic. (laughs) All righty. So
0: okay, I have a question for you guys. Mm -hmm. If we roll something that one of the other two guys roll, do we re-roll?
1: dealer's choice yeah we can do one or the other
0: okay i think it might be i think it's going to be random enough where it really doesn't matter we might have one or two overlap i think we'll be all right all right Sounds do you want to quick. roll all three of yours there Stefan, or do we yep, want to yep, yep, round yep. robin oh. it okay go for it oh, oh, okay, go. what do you got so you got then you got
2: magic magic then we have got 66 yeah. four, six, new frontiers okay new frontiers mm-hmm. of magic so it says that
0: a, the setting takes place at the edge of civilization and beyond whether in space the deep ocean or a new dimension
2: mm. that could be possible new dimensions of magic and stuff portals we'll see and then
0: and, and, and what it says for magic here says magic is an element Wait. in the setting and the acquisition of magic is the goal of most major characters
2: yeah that's the look that could be interesting. To you, so those so are
0: your two, and then you want to roll a third one and then
2: pick three two three, between the three, right? Maybe three. 76. Okay. 76, go a little further down at gritty realism. So, this, in this setting has a prevalent gr- theme of gritty realism. Things go wrong for the major characters, villains sometimes win, people act out of self interest, and decisions can be motivated by misinformation, bias, fear, and irrational hatred. I think I think I like all three of them. I'm going to keep them. <laughs> okay.
1: Is there any of them that you're thinking you might subvert at this time?
2: Uh, let's see. Not at this time, but I'm not, I don't want to lock myself into either. Like magic could be, depending on what the other things will be on the tables further on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll, I'll subvert them. You know, if it's magic and I... In a high technology world, uh, we'll see. You know, it might might be a little different than a a medieval type world. Gotcha. Right on. So that's right? my so that's my three.
0: Those are your three. So you had magic. Yep. You had Duke. new frontier, and you <laughs> had gritty
1: realism. All right. So Tony, what method are you using here for your random? So I'm going to roll three, uh, but I'm going to intentionally subvert one. Okay. Um, Sounds good. I don't know which one yet. I'll choose that after I roll my three. Okay. So, first one I rolled is 82 superheroes in this setting. A special group of individuals who possess superhuman powers and abilities exist. These individuals have taken it upon themselves to protect and guide society, either openly or from the shadows. They fight against similarly powered villains whose goals are usually nefarious. Costumes, capes, and secret identities are highly recommended.
0: Awesome. That is
1: cool. interesting. Yeah, you okay. would have to roll superheroes, too. <laughs> right on. All right. Uh, 23. What's that? Dungeons. So Oh, oh superheroes <laughs> and dungeons. This ought to be
0: interesting. <laughs>
1: These locations range from real-world dungeons to the tombs, caverns, and evil lairs of hack-and-slash adventures. All right. I'm, I'm starting. I'm starting to... The juices are flowing. This is automatically getting the juices flowing here. Mm, it is. Man. And last but not least, 99. Underwater.
2: <laughs> <laughs> underwater dungeons and oh. heroes.
1: <laughs> so, significant aspects of setting underwater whether cultures, civilizations or entire worlds so what i'm thinking Mm -hmm. is looking at this i like the underwater environments now i've got two environments in my tropes so one of them one of them i'm gonna subvert and that's gonna be the dungeons okay so um I like the fact of having underwater superheroes, so it's going to be a water world probably. Um, hmm. But uh, I like the idea of the now dungeon subverting that I have to figure out a way to subvert that in some way. And that I have to do yet. I'll, I think I'll wait for my tech level and a couple other things. So
0: dungeons are going to be the ones you're thinking of subver- subverting. Okay.
1: Yes. So All right. in this case, and then I'm putting that into my show notes or into my notes now. So go ahead.
0: Okay. Um, What's your method, homie? I'm going to make it fairly difficult on myself. Not difficult, but I'm going to make it. I'm going to say I'm going to get what I get, and I don't throw a fit. I'm going to roll two. I'm going to keep the first one. I'm going to subvert the second one, regardless of what I roll. Okay? okay? All right. All right. First one. 83. Uh-oh. I think I got superheroes, too. Yep. Hmm. All right. Oh.
2: It's what I'm or, gonna do. All right. Well, sometimes when I I don't like a roll, I'm not sure. I I inverse the numbers of the of the dice, so maybe thirty-eight, and see what that gives me.
0: Historical aesthetics.
3: Aesthetics.
0: Aesthetics. I mean, aesthetics. Aesthetic. There, there could be
2: athletics involved, but it, athletics.
0: It well, you know what? Since you have superheroes, Tony. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do what you did there, Stefan. I'm gonna reverse it.
2: Historical aesthetics.
1: So honestly, you kept what you rolled. You just read it yeah. differently. I yeah That's I, right. I did.
2: That's yeah, right. I, so this right. setting is draped in classical history. The look and feel, much like a period piece. Yeah. Some examples ex- I like include it, actually. Victorian England, the Cold War, the 1970s, oh. yeah, groovy, baby, or medieval yeah. times.
3: This
2: Thou art suck. groovy, my lady. This doesn't suck. <laughs> all right. Medieval medieval 70s. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Thou Everybody's art. walking around dressed as knights with bell bottoms under their
0: yeah. <laughs> But that's not the one I'm subverting, though. This no, is the right. one I'm subverting.
2: Oh, no, no, darn <laughs> All ah, right. I'm subverting it for you. <laughs> t-
1: Tie dyed freaking oh, taverns. <laughs> yeah.
0: I am subverting 81, which is steampunk.
2: Ooh, oh. It can work well with the uh, historical aesthetic.
0: It yeah. could. A pseudo science fiction setting in which advanced technology is replaced with monstrous steam powered equivalents with a Victorian england aesthetic well mm-hmm. it seems like i have my i but i don't okay Yeah, you want, you want to subvert that i one. don't have subverting it so it's not going to be victorian england it's going yeah. to be could be
2: almost anything it could be what it's going to be uh, the cold
0: war era
3: mm-hmm.
0: steampunk in the cold war era we're talking mm-hmm. we're talking art yeah, so the you're Cold supporting War era, both of them. we're talking we're talking United States versus Russia. Russia In the fifties, fifties uh, and sixties, okay. Just after post World War II, Korea, um, Vietnam war area, fifties and sixties, um, but steampunk.
2: Right. So maybe uh, What what if uh, yeah, Germany had was developing steampunk technology instead of the v2 rocket and stuff like that and yes. it, kept, it kept going from there you know so tesla and stuff like that might be uh mm-hmm. the way oh uh, yeah technology went
0: maybe maybe that maybe maybe it's one of those things where um you know i'm thinking of that i'm thinking of that show i don't know if you guys watched it or not but it was uh man in a high castle where mm-hmm. where germany and japan won maybe yep. it's the steampunk technology that made when yeah mm. Interesting. Yeah, a, little, okay. a little different. Yep. A little bit. Uh, okay, that's... that's with,
2: mechs. With, with mechs. With mechs. With mechs. <laughs> Bug-shaped mechs.
1: Yeah. Oh, gosh, okay. you and your bugs. Yeah, you know what? <laughs>
0: okay, so do you guys, have you guys, well, um, since we're in tropes and themes, is there a theme, is there a question that comes up for you?
1: Yeah, so I had one that kind of came up for me and that was um when I was thinking about, you know, Underwater and Dungeons both have an an era or sorry, an aura of like exploration. And I think so one of the themes I'm going to have it's going to be kind of an exploration type game uh okay. and the people who are chosen as explorers by their Perspective society are chosen because they developed powers. Okay. So they're the chosen explorers that adventure in this exploration of the underwater or dungeons or whatever, <laughs> or both. Um, okay. um, are going to be heroic explorers, superheroes, people who develop powers. So, so my theme is going to be exploration. That's one of them. Okay. And then, of course, when you have heroes, um, the other theme that comes to mind is that uh, good versus evil, strong good versus evil, because uh, mm-hmm. you you know you've got here superheroes and super villains. So that'll probably be another theme that I'll throw in there. But that one's still kind of iffy. Okay. How, about you, How Steph- about you, Stefan?
0: Did you have something that?
2: I was looking at the tropes that I've got and trying to work them together, and I think something, okay, it is. there's a gritty realism in the world, but most of the adventures happen in these new frontiers. And in the new frontiers, this is where people acquire the magic. It's where the sources of magic seem to uh, to be most potent, almost like mining for gold. Like It's a precious resource. And some people will do almost anything to, to get it. That's why it's gritty. They might, you know, uh, betray loved ones, uh, lie, cheat, cheat, and steal, backstab. Uh, and since it's a new frontier, it's lawless. So gotcha. maybe, maybe uh, you know, are you going to, do you try to be someone honorable uh, in this kind of world or try to... Uh, to keep a bit of semblance of order, or are you selfish? Uh, I don't know exactly how to put that into words. Uh, with with the elements, maybe of uh, you know, how far are you willing to go? You know, to gain the gain magic, this magic resource. That's a
0: great. That is a great question. Mm-hmm. How far are you willing to go mm-hmm. to gain magic?
2: yeah in integrity to discover to discover in, new magic in one word, maybe integrity would be' be able to sum it up and then cool yeah how how yeah. how far are you willing to go or what are you willing to do stuff like that so yeah in, the word yep. integrity definitely works
1: in
0: there yeah okay okay
1: so I' am getting a little thing. bit more of mm-hmm. my of my thoughts, Chris, but I want to hear some of yours because um, you've been kind of
0: I'm thinking, so I'm thinking it's a cold war era, right? Um, I'm thinking the words, um, rebellion, oppression, resistance. Vive la resistance. Vive la resistance is coming to mind here. Right. Um, I'm 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 thinking I'm thinking um I'm thinking like black market um smuggling um to survive um and the question almost along those lines there Stefan um what the question that I'm coming up with what are you willing to do yeah. for your family? You know, like to have them survive those kinds of things. So it could be though, though I don't know if I want to go be, make it like that real because mm. I still want it to be like a you know, a fun setting, you know to like um, what are you willing to do to survive?
2: Mm. Maybe that. Or if you want a bit more lighthearted, like Cold War in the '50s, '60s with a uh, Austin Powers vibe? No, <laughs> not that. No, no, All no, right. not not so much. Not <laughs> no, so <right>. much. I, <laughs> I, right. I uh, almost not. Well, You're going always. Come I mean, back though I didn't, to, though, I, though I didn't because... roll
0: like the gritty realism, but almost kind of, I almost kind of want to go a little dark. Yeah, yeah. kind
2: of want to go still a little dark. Still
0: serious. Though.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, you can always rev-
0: Come back yeah, to. We the can always come back to, you to have, it. Uh, themes that I am subverting by this setting. Um, Austin Powers themed <laughs> <laughs> um, silliness. <laughs> <laughs> Though I love the movies, trust me.
2: Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's good kind of things. All right, sweet. Okay, I've decided. I'm just uh, so I had this theme that I'm gonna uh, one of my two themes that I had. Um, I decided I'm going to subvert the good versus evil theme, and it's going to be evil versus good. So the players are actually part of an evil society. Oh, and okay. uh, the good, uh, so to speak, uh, aspect of it is: do they choose to be, you know, do they choose to be selfish and evil like the people around them, or do they choose to be uh, good? It's more of an internal conflict do they choose to be good and do, use their powers for good where in a society where things aren't exactly um <laughs> that kind of stuff is frowned upon <laughs> uh, you're using your powers to help other people what no <laughs> all right there so that's go. uh
2: yeah okay yeah I think if I'm subverting the trope would be maybe the magic a little bit, where magic is, like I said, a limited resource. Once you've nice. used, whether it's crystals, whether it's, you know, flowers, whatever, I'm just throwing ideas, yeah. but once you've used it up, you know, and you uh, it can't come back or not easily, maybe that's why the new frontier exists. Like we're trying to, you know, me. cut down the cut down the new forest to uh, to gain some more magic kind of thing or mine mine it whatever it is nice yeah, that's cool tor- yeah.
1: all right well i think we've got some good themes and tropes here to start with for our um hodgepodges. Yeah. shall we move on to the next step of our prep Yep,
2: you
1: can. All right. That's step two, the uh, technology level, selecting a technology level for your setting. Now, uh, it says here that technology levels range from historical to the fanciful. Uh, Most settings have a primary technology level that applies to most, if not all of these settings. Uh, some settings may have multiple levels of technology and that's one thing we covered in our uh, epsilon eclipse game is multiple levels of technology uh, and meshing those together and I think keyforge did that really well too uh, meshing those things together um, they've provided a list here on table 1 for 1.4 -2 the technology levels and it it's a pretty comprehensive list. Um, there's a couple of bits here. You guys want to take one each and talk about them? Oh, yeah.
0: Let's Go ahead. So, so the first bit is what they're they call the pre-modern technology, right? Um, when you're trying to figure out what technology level to use, um modern technology is a using real world history they say is a good place to start so if um even if you have magic or supernatural powers in your setting um layer layering those on top of a setting with some sort of historical basis could be interesting you know in the real world it says historical technology eras span anywhere from millions of years to decades um and then uh shorter typically becoming shorter closer to modern times so um yeah so that's the pre-modern technology level okay. I what's the other one
2: yeah and the next one then we move more towards the future with fictional technology so mm-hmm. they, of course real world history doesn't help much there when you're trying to come up with futuristic technology levels Uh, Yeah, because as you get beyond modern day eras, you need to create your own tech levels, which the table 1.4-2 helps with, for more suggestions. Uh, Based on some of the more popular tech levels in science fiction and other speculative fiction, you can use them as they are or expand upon them, uh, create your own as well. uh, And... And it says, uh, also, although we discuss futuristic technology eras from the perspective of humanity, you can replace that, of course, with the perspective of another species and how they would use technology. Sometimes I like to see like, you know, how they, they talk about how it's hard to imagine future technologies. I like to think of uh, some futuristic films that have been redone a few years or maybe a decade later, like uh, uh, Total Recall. Told recall with Schwarzenegger, they have you know self-driving cars. They had like computer screens in and in, in subway cars and stuff like Johnny that. Johnny Cat technology. Yeah, <laughs> but you, even the monitors look really thick. You know, like mm-hmm. standard big monitors. CRTs. They <laughs> use them. Yeah. yeah, compared to the new version where people have flat screens and the holograms all over the place. Uh, right. Cell phones are very common. So things that. Back then, they couldn't even imagine wireless technology like that. But now it's like, we can imagine a bit more, but you can still push it. And maybe in another 10 years, they can redo Total Recall another different way with more technology, uh, even more advanced. <laughs> yes. Yeah, true,
1: uh, true story here, a little sidebar, uh, not related, but it you bring it up, Johnny Cab made me think of this. Um, mm-hmm. And it also is kind of world building. Uh, so uh, you guys ever play Traveler? never have seen it on the shelves obviously i've read
0: a bit palladium right yeah that palladium no Uh, no no um
1: yeah i can't remember who makes it but um yeah remember? could be but uh i at one point um my gm back in high school the guy that ran cyberpunk for me all the time my buddy mike um he decided he was going to run traveler for us and we um but he was running it in his own world Mm -hmm. Uh, his world creation was johnny world where it took that johnny cab concept (laughs) and took it cranked it to to the yeah dialed it to 11 everything (laughs) was you know welcome to johnny toilet welcome to johnny (laughs) toilet please insert 15 cents (laughs) <laughs> or else you can't go, <laughs> you know. So uh, it was crazy. literally that it, the whole no. setting was Johnny World. <laughs> and, was
2: and, this, that's awesome. the, and the original traveler was Game Designers Workshop.
1: That's right, GDW. That's yeah. okay. Um, All right, but yeah, it was oh, just <laughs> 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 yeah. talking about subverting a trope. You know, yeah. <laughs> he took that that one little concept from uh, Total yeah. Recall and he ran with it, and it was. It was a one-shot, and it was hilarious fun, and yes, one of us had a character die in character creation. Um, <laughs> like you do. Uh, <laughs> like um, you do. And <laughs> and, uh, but we had a lot of fun with it. So, But anyhow. Uh, nice. I will roll first. All right. Go for on, on this Go table on. of technology levels. So. Uh, and that is going to be 37. Thirty-seven renaissance Mm -hmm. this age featured a revival of classic learning brought to significant developments in science art architecture religion political ideals ideas in europe gunpowder spread through okay so i (laughs) like that that's interesting so um good luck using gunpowder on the water but anyway
3: (laughs) No, well, but if
0: you think about it, it's the—I mean, if I mean, gunpowder aside, the rest of it, though, there's a yeah. renaissance in this world where the science, the art, the architecture, religion—all that is—the
1: feudal is, system um, of government began to vanish yeah. and was yeah. replaced by more proto-modern governmental organizations. It was the birth of many parliaments, mm-hmm. uh, and you saw, and and because I'm subverting the evil and good trope. Perhaps that's why, you know, so that's why, because there's this political change Mm -hmm. in my societies. Now, I had already written a note because I thought I just had a thought and I told you I was thinking more on it. Um, And that was the underwater. Aspect of it, I'm going to make all of my archetypes for my setting. um, Shark people.
2: I was going to say, shark or octopus. <laughs> uh,
1: all my archetypes will be different breeds of shark. Nice.
0: Oh, will they talk with a Boston accent, <laughs> like like Jabberjaw?
1: <laughs> no, Do they, they won't to talk all be like Jabberjaw. Ab-
2: Fish are friends, not you, Roy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I so sharks. That's cool. okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, and in that time period. Yeah. Mm. Well and that, and you look at this the political
0: ideas, level. the political ideas, that stuff flipping, you know, that gets you the the good and evil. Yeah. Well, that's it. And since it's
2: all sharks, you can get it. Things huh. are changing. They're they're, they're they're adapting to new schools of thought. Oh my god.
0: Oh. There wow. it is. There it is, <laughs> Stefan. Well, with that said, go ahead, Stefan. Go ahead and roll your technology level because all right. I have one in my trope. It does say steampunk. That kind of sets my technology level, but I still want to
2: roll on this table. (laughs) Okay, so I will roll and get a 27 to get classical antiquity. So this age covered the cultural history of the societies of several thousand years ago around the Mediterranean Sea, including ancient Greeks, Persians, and Roman societies. It saw uh, the continued development of established city states, professional militaries, new forms of government, and several major empires. Ooh, that's cool. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Imagine the Roman Empire needing more resources and expanding into these new frontiers for the magic to keep going and uh, keep their empire thriving and, and going.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Could be pretty cool. Yep, yep, yep. All right, so I'm going to roll. What do I have here? (laughs) 17, Iron Age.
2: Ooh, (laughs) Iron Steampunk Age.
0: (laughs) The age began with the development of iron weapons and implements, widespread writing and economic systems, enabling more complex forms of government and society. Art styles developed further. Some settlements became fortified as warfare evolved and some cultures began fighting on horseback with chariots. Okay, (laughs) this is what I'm going to do. The steampunk part of it is that was how far technology got in this world when they blew themselves up because, you know what, that fucking Cold War happened. They blew themselves up. And now this new world has come up and now they're in the Iron Age and these steampunk things are being found. Oh nice. Okay. Nice. Very good.
1: So yours is actually more post apocalyptic then. It's
0: I'm Yeah, it's oh, okay. post-steampunk yeah. apocalyptic. You Hang see what you see I'm thinking here? You see what I'm saying with that?
1: Yeah, it's Nice.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. And, and maybe you know what I think, you know, maybe it's um maybe it's one of those things. So let's see. So back here. Draped in a classical historical look. So I, I said it's like a Cold War. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. All right. Yeah, these devices are being found and are are kind of maybe tipping the power Maybe there's two powers. So so I still want to go with that Cold War trope, right? Basically, two powers in this world, in an Iron Age world, right? Fighting over each other. But these um, steampunk devices are being found and potentially being activated and maybe tipping power. And, you know what I mean? I don't know could make it interesting.
2: Definitely. All right. Cool. So that's our so, step so, 2. Those are our you know, Stefan
1: said something when he was talking about the you know the gunpowder not working underwater, but that's a part of it that I can subvert and instead of uh using gunpowder to they have guns, but they use batteries instead of uh, gunpowder and those batteries are limited resources, um, and uh, you know that gives you your. I'm six sorry, why shooters. wouldn't
2: gunpowder work underwater? It could be a different type of powder, or uh, why well, would it, it even have to it,
1: get wet? It, it generally, it generally uh, doesn't work when it's wet. Right. So why would
0: your gunpowder really care? Whether it's wet or not, I, or
1: I can make there's it that a way. Chamber. But I, this gave me a thought. Okay, <laughs> why are you attacking me? I feel attacked. I, no, I don't
3: know.
0: <laughs> Am I triggering you, Tony? <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: yeah, you trigger. So my you're guns. thinking
0: batteries. So you're yeah, thinking gunpowder batteries.
1: Yeah, gunpowder batteries. are they're, they're they're encased uh, to protect the powder, um, and those will ignite and send projectiles uh torpedoing through water um uh you know that or, 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 gives like for instance like the battery just initializes the spark to whatever projectile then maybe, propels mm-hmm. through the water
2: yeah you know? maybe instead of pa- gunpowder like that's mine it's a it's a type of coral
1: eh, well no i don't know i don't taken spitball in here well you know, but yeah. the
0: thing is, no, but it says gunpowder spread throughout Europe from China. Maybe it's it's not necessarily gunpowder. Maybe there is this technology for weapons or maybe a superpower technology has been spreading across no, in the I same like, kind of way.
1: I like the batteries. I just want them to be yeah. some sort of uh, – some. it seems to work on some form of electricity. Right. Um, because <laughs> uh, uh, electricity will conduct better underwater so you would think instead Absolutely. of developing something that uses a spark yep. to pro- uh, project um, these will you know pr- pr- more battery oriented in that it'll be um, an electrical technology right as opposed right. to a chemical uh, so that's you all lighten- that's all i was thinking you're
0: you, you just lighten those oxygen atoms in h2o man Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Sure. No, the hydrogen agitates hydrogen is what it does. That Hydro
0: too, to me, absolutely.
1: <laughs> it's damn always science can't. out of my freaking role playing game. <laughs> I think a cat girl just died. <clears throat>
0: right isn't that that's the thing right once you start talking physics and role-playing games a cat girl dies yeah that's a (laughs) true somewhere in the world
1: (laughs) okay so we have um worlds (laughs) i think we we all pretty much have um moving into step three Mm -hmm. well pretty have pretty much have an idea which one of these ways we're going to go here but i would like to um Mm -hmm to just kind of discuss it let's do it Um, so what the physical world does in your setting what physical world does your setting exist in is it natural or artificial environment the characters uh deal with every day um Mm -hmm. that affects adventure and story construction um the question you ask yourself is one or many is it one world or many worlds um Mm -hmm. and particularly in a lot of science fiction settings you've the ability to visit multiple worlds, is a thing. Um, so this, help, this step discusses the rules for building a single planet. However, your setting can be much larger or, uh, or much smaller than one world. If you want your setting to consist of multiple worlds, you can use these rules to build several different planets. Likewise, if you want your setting to be smaller, such as a single continent on a much larger world, you can narrow your focus. Use this step for development, for developing that content, continent only. Bleh. Jeez, Tony, talk. Um, so,
2: uh, Who wants to read the next part? Go ahead, Steph. Uh, the many worlds. See. C, all right. Yeah, so many worlds. Uh, keep it simple. So if you're using these rules to develop multiple planets uh, to populate the sectors of space, they suggest uh, keeping it fairly simple. Um, so using the tables, uh, table one, four three and dash four to determine planet size and general climate, and then the environment as well to apply it to, in, to the entire world. We've seen a series of movies uh, that that do this. Uh, that are fairly popular, um, and uh, so you've got the ice planet, the desert planets, the jungle worlds, uh, the lava right. covered yeah. Uh, world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The gangster planet. Uh...
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Wanawanga.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Sometimes it makes each planet much more distinctive, unique, you know, uh, easy to identify for that, instead of you know, building every world like Earth. you know, Small, blue, green, and planetoidy. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, that's one of the main things. And then other inhabitants and oddities, you should either apply the result to the entire planet or noted as the world's most distinguishing uh, feature. Okay. What's next? What's the, what's the other one, Tony?
1: No, I'll let me read it.
0: Okay. Right, well, the other one is a single region and then it says to get elaborate on it. So if you're using these rules to develop a single region on a world, you'll probably wanna default the world to the Earth-like planet result on your on, on the on table 4-3 mm. um, and then um, what you'll do is then um, in addition when rolling on the climate you'll you could just select the climate for that continent and not just the rest of the world so um, you'll be selecting a single region and once you get into determine the environments population other inhabitants and oddities makes more sense to divide your setting into a number of these regions, then make different choices for each. And then since you're focusing on a single part of the world, you can have plenty of time to make different parts of each region feel varied and, and interesting that way. So um, you could pick, you know, maybe you have a Earth-like planet where you have like more of like a Western hemisphere and, you know, an and Eastern hemisphere, and then maybe you have like an Antarctic area too. Um, for instance, or maybe you have that water ocean area is one of the regions, especially. Um, so that's up to, up to you to do that. So then we get into designing the planet
1: itself. Right. Yeah, so that's the broken. So there's lots of different bits to that. And they've broken mm-hmm. it up into different tables mm-hmm. with a little blurb for each one. Um, right. But I want to mention, because you talked about the mono environment um, versus the biosphere a little bit. You br- briefly touched on that. So I want to mention the sidebar on page 47. Yeah. Um, which, despite what you see in many films and books, most worlds do not have a single environment from no. pole to pole. <laughs> most have a variety of environments, just like Earth does. So, why are so many mono environment worlds such a staple? And here's a few reasons why. Number one, worlds with a single environment are distinctives. When you say Dune, everybody right. thinks Desert Planet. Yeah. When you think Hoth, everybody's digging out your cold weather gear. Yeah, there you are. Um and you know, uh there's
2: the bug spray. If you're watching there's Kevin
0: up. Costner and Waterworld, yeah, you know exactly. you're getting all oh, your flippers, right? And water wings. <laughs> right on. <laughs> uh, Better have some world, fucking water wings, man. If you live in a water
1: world and you don't know how to swim, you'd be fucked. That'd suck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so worlds, worlds with a single environment are easy. They're, it's very easy world building. You don't have to spend a ton of time doing it. Um, yep. And then worlds with a single environment are seem exotic. And that you want it, you know, the, in those settings where you have multiple worlds, where you have, um, that's a way to make them exotically unique so that they'll stand out and seem alien. Because we know that's not how earth is. No. so <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, gentlemen, let's begin. Yeah. I'm going to start by cheating. Um. Yep and uh <laughs> because my world is underwater so world structure so it's going to be a desert world or no it's going to be mm. earth like okay. in size i'm just going to go ahead and keep it earth like okay um in size and scope right so i'm just going to choose option 3 earth like planet this this world matches our own in size and mass even has one or two large moons that create tides. Uh, and you can use Earth as a template when creating this world. So that's where... Well, there you go.
2: Cool. Excellent. All right. I took Chris, you error. Uh, um Yeah, that's... well,
0: you know what? I'm going to randomly roll for my world structure because I don't know. You know what? I'm not going with Earth. I mean, I know I, I'm, I know I have that Cold War theme and steampunk, but it's not necessarily an alternate... Earth history like I thought it was going to be. No, it's not. It's going to be a 10. Artificial construction. Holy crap, dude. This totally throws this shit on my head. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Artificial construction. This planet is some sort of fantastic artificial structure. It may be a huge ring that spins for gravity and maintains a biosphere on the inner edge, a gigantic Dyson sphere with civilization on the inside or on the outside, or something stranger like a disc, a pocket dimension, or a construction that completely defies the laws of physics or one big fucking steampunk
3: world.
0: It's a Sorry. steampunk world. It's a fucking steampunk planet.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: the whole planet is steampunk. It's it's a gear planet.
3: It is. That's that's all it.
0: The fantastic art artificial construction structure of the world is its steampunk. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I mean, wow.
2: Awesome. Okay. Uh, all right. I what i to with it, but whatever. you know what that
1: makes me think of? What's of that? The realm of mechanics, me, mechanus, Mechanic mechanus. Okay. From uh, yeah. D&D. D yep. shift oh, seven yeah. D uh, cosmology. Yeah. Nice. going so, kind populate it with Modrons. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right, Steph, um, what you got, buddy? Alright,
2: let's I'll go random two and see if uh see what I get. Alright, I got a ten two, but I'll re roll that because yeah you know, uh homie already got one got that. And I total, totally got the opposite. A one. It's a mere moon. It's
1: a small world. <laughs> That's no moon. Well,
0: <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you know, you could have gone with ten and that it was completely, your planet is completely created out of magic. Isn't magic a thing?
2: Yeah, it could be. Right. But I don't the world is small enough to be a satellite of a much larger world that dominates the <laughs> skies. <laughs> this larger awesome. world is likely, likely a gas giant, but could be a solid planet. Characters add a boost die to checks they perform on this world that may involve physical activity, or maybe low oh, low, are you, low okay. gravity.
0: Okay, all right, everybody. Yeah. What, what? What? Do you know what? 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 Planet Stefan just created, right? <laughs> Every get everybody gets a fucking boost die when they do anything. Yeah.
2: The boost eye planet. Physical. It's the boost
0: eye planet. <laughs> Thinking get a fucking boost eye to do anything physical.
2: <laughs> the planet of boost.
3: <laughs> Booster world. <Yes.
2: laughs> oh, it's geez. a small blue planet, small blue moon, <laughs> made of blue cheese. <laughs> oh,
1: uh, God. Very, God nice. very nice. Very so nice. Is great. it? A, is it? Is it a cube-shaped
2: moon? Oh, maybe maybe from up from far far away it looks like a cube from up close it's hard to tell
1: <laughs> all right that's coolio dude so let's see so all right so moving there. on to climate so climate, so,
0: so, climate. yeah see. once you
1: settle on a structure for your world think about its climate uh, oh. and, and that's the primary climate mm-hmm. so um, let's roll homie you want to kick it off I am Climate.
0: This is on page 47.
1: Oh, there's not a lot of options. All right. No. I picked three. It's a hot world. Ooh,
2: that makes hot sense. <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, machines are always great. Freaking machines. Steampunk. punk. Yeah, and steam. Hot world. <laughs> People walking around with their pores wide open. Jeez.
0: I have the set- setback die planet. So. <laughs>
3: because yeah. of the heat it's the heat.
0: It yeah. it's a setback day because of the heat outside most of the world tends towards the hotter than average climate still some regions may be temperate or cool this world is more likely to have deserts, savannas plains lush jungles and tropical biomes <sighs> creatures add setback In checks they perform outside because of the heat
1: it's because the heat generated from the planet. It's a steam yeah. operated planet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking hot
0: planet. You live on a goddamn oven mm-hmm. cooking
2: steam. <laughs> it's a sauna. It's a sauna world. <laughs> <It's> sauna world.
1: <laughs> Your whole planet's made of copper. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Copper and uh, brass. All right, you, Stavin. How about you? All right.
2: Uh, me let's see climate uh, number six. Number six temperate world. So no no extremes. Temperate world sees a wide range of temperatures across its surface, but most regions tend to be comfortable for human life. This world this world is likely to have a wide range of biomes ranging from tropical to the Arctic, which is fine by me.
1: Excellent. Excellent. Very so. nice. All right. I'm rolling. And I got an eight. A cold world. Well, that's surprising. You're in the fucking water, dude. <laughs> this world tends toward colder than average climates. While the, and, and, I, and it makes my choice of shark people much better. Yeah, um, okay. you have, while a few regions and microclimes <laughs> can be temperate or even hot, most of the planet is cool or cold. The world is more likely to have alpine meadows, coniferous and hardy deciduous forests, taiga tundra, cold seas and oceans. Characters yep. add a setback die to any checks to perform. Uh, they perform outside because of the cold. You know, um, it would
0: have been great if you would have picked one. And you had lobster people as your main thing, <laughs> like everybody's in. An- we uh, live in a uh,
2: on hump- we, on we live is- in a
0: fucking pot on a stove. <laughs> oh, wait a second! That would be on my planet. <laughs> yeah, that's your
1: planet. Yeah,
0: crab people, crab
1: people, the hot right crab quiet. people. <laughs> no, no, no. I have a cold world. So great, cold but Earth-like. So okay. that's cool. All righty then.
0: Okay. Um, let's see. So then the next thing we have. So those were our climates. Now we have to go into the environments. Um, You can roll to generate environments for your world or choose environments you feel are the most appropriate. Um, So these would be things like your, you know, your wastelands, your forests, plains, mountains, swamps, river valley, or whatever. This would be the my whole, you know, my whole planet is an ocean. Like Tony, might
1: pick number yeah. eight specifically. Yeah. I will pick that. That'll be one of them. Yeah. Gotcha. But I will roll a couple other just to just to see. Now with environments, you can have, you know, notable ones. You can have like two or three.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think I'm gonna pick a single environment. It makes sense that somebody artificially created this planet and created just one environment. I'm thinking it yeah. makes it easier. Okay, so I'm gonna randomly roll. Um, you know, I'll go first. I'll randomly roll this one. Let's see what we got here. Sure. Randomly right. roll. The environment is gonna be a five mountains. Hot mountains. Yeah, hot mountains all over the place. So it's a mountainous. Well, it makes sense. Steampunk. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Rocks and coal. Fence. Whatever. Fence with steam and lava. <laughs> <laughs> The floor is lava everywhere. What are the three okay so on so on this so on so I'm so I've got the Yeah, I know.
1: Everybody's favorite game. Mm-hmm.
0: So in the setting worksheet here, right, the form fitable one, I'm seeing what are the three most notable features of this world? Mountains.
1: Mountains. More mountains. No, I mean, 'cause you you're gonna have other inhabitants and oddities that you can fill in there also. Oh the true, 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 true.
2: We have mountains. Okay. Good. Uh, Stefan, what you got? Yes. Like All right. I'm going to roll for two of them uh, since I've got one of my themes is on the frontier. So I'll have the home empire or home base, or and the frontier area.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And so the first one for the home empire location is three is a forest. Okay. So the home oh, empire. It's going to be the- mainly forested okay. yeah element common to all forests large number of trees well duh <laughs> beyond that a forest can be tropical uh, deciduous or pine you could even have oversized mushrooms gigantic creeper vines and stranger plants so that's that so i'll work out on exactly how but at least <laughs> we creeper can see vine. the forests. yeah we can definitely see the forest for the trees I see you. And the frontier is for plains. So grasslands, savannas, scrubland, plateaus, other expanses. So that's where the frontier is based. Plants tend to be grasses or bushes with few trees to be found. So That's where the people on the frontier find themselves in that kind of environment. Gotcha. So that's where they try to find all this magic to. uh, That's where the magic is. Yeah. Yeah. Out in the frontier. Yep, exactly.
0: Because it's so open and so vast. That's what makes it so freaking dangerous,
2: man. Yeah. Right? Maybe there's predators, there's dangers, cyclones.
1: We'll see. So I see two options on here that could create an underwater world. So seeing that, I'm gonna roll and I'm gonna choose um uh I'm just gonna roll a die and if I roll even it'll be oceans and if I roll odd, it'll actually be really large lakes. Uh, oh,
0: actually I see I see four, five of them that you could use.
1: Uh yeah, I don't like Honest. Them,
0: so no, nope, not um, doing river. I'm thinking number one. Um, number one, number ten, and maybe number five—underwater mountains and stuff. Nah, not underwater mountains. Number one, either stuff. way.
1: Uh, I rolled ocean, so I, it's straight up ocean. It's a. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Makes
0: sense.
1: Makes sense. Oceans. So this says for ocean, the region is a vast ocean or an ocean and the coastal regions alongside it. Most life is aquatic any inhabitants either live underwater um, or spend a lot of time underwater. In this case, a mine will be an ocean world with very little landmass. However, the landmasses are these tremendous dungeons. Um, So the landmasses that are, are, yes, the landmasses are going to be tremendous dungeons in this cold world. That are are
0: basically that are basically the peaks of the mountains that are so tall that they're higher than the oceans.
1: Yeah, Yeah. cool. Very little landmass, and the the landmass is dungeons.
0: You know, I must say, I'm going to read. I'm going to read number ten. We didn't roll it, but it is interesting. A (laughs) landmark. This region is dominated by notable landmarks such as a huge canyon, an extensive cavern of caves. A massive crater, huge glaciers, a towering mountain, gorgeous ocean reefs, or an active volcano. Then it says a roll on this table again, re-rolling this result. Once you have determined an environment for this region, pick a suitable landmark to put it in. That's interesting. Mm. I had created a um kind of a homebrew world that had like a a great rift that just a big hole mm. in the middle of this region and we kind of adventured kind of all around it. <clears throat> and
1: that'd be something if you were going to do, like um, if you were dialing down to be, like you said, dialing down to a specific region, mm-hmm. that'd be a great one. You've got this landmark that determines what that region is, whether it's a, you know, it's a giant volcano that everyone yeah. worships, or it's a, a giant crater uh, that everyone lives yep. in. Um, yeah. Cool.
0: Yeah. yeah, Yep. Nice. Okay. We go. What do we
1: have next? Well, uh, you know, it says here you can map out your world. But, yeah. yeah well, it we'll says
0: regional that. populations next. Oh, Once you generate yeah. an envir- environment for region. So what does that say? Population. So, oh, it does say. Yeah, it does have a general how populated your world is, I guess. Huh?
1: Right on. So let's get into that. So what is... Um, I guess I'll start with rolling first Warren. on population. Wow. Um, and I could, I'm, I'm hoping I get the one I want, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got six, uh, which is small communities. Uh, the region has some small towns or hamlets and scattered homes and farms between population centers tend to be only a few hundred people at most. Um, so my populations are going to be pods.
2: Yeah, schools and pots.
1: Schools and pots. <laughs> <laughs>
2: awesome. Awesome. And just, to, and just, right. to go back to my uh, my environment, I just thought of since the the frontier is on the plains, you make it uh, almost like a desert plain, very scrub-like, uh, where you've got these cacti, cactuses, cacti, and it, there's one specific variety of cacti that's where the magic lies. They have to find these and they only grow there. Nice. Uh, so is it, I'm is it agave? Uh, I'm not sure which kind of cactus. I'll have to do some more research. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> All right, for a population... Agave will... is
1: a magical cactus. I mean, it makes tequila.
2: I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> but we'll see. Oh, I'm hungover. over. <laughs> All right, I'll roll for both um, my Home Empire and the Frontier like I did before. So, for the Home Empire, it's I got a four, scattered individuals. Uh, I don't think that makes much sense for an empire unless it's on the decline. And it's in the it fourth, makes more so.
1: sense for your frontier. Yeah, I
2: think so. It actually I'll does. That I'll I'll keep that for my frontier, I think. Scattered okay. individuals, mostly uninhabited, few brave individuals do live here. They live in isolated farmsteads, hunting lodges, or simply in homes away from any major population centers. Mm-hmm. However, no towns or hamlets exist. So it there really go. is a, a frontier a beginning. Yeah, sounds good to me for the frontier. And the second one, a five, five small communities. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to subvert it and maybe ignore it a little bit. Go with uh, mm-hmm. with a, a, with cities or yeah, several so small larger cities for the, the home empire. Gotcha. With maybe Excellent. one being maybe one being the capital. Excellent. Okay. There
0: we go. All right. So What'd you get homie? So the population of steampunk world is. <laughs> fucking kidding me. Okay, yeah, well, um,
1: Megalopolis. <laughs> oh. There we go. <laughs> Holy crap!
0: It's In an all Iron it's, Age.
1: Oh, dude, you just yeah. made steampunk Coruscant. <laughs> I kind of did, didn't I? Jesus. <laughs> okay, well, population
0: Megalopolis. Jeez. this is—we'll <laughs> call it Coruscant. <laughs> steampunk <laughs>
2: The, the planet, no, the
0: planet so of says the ja- region,
2: the planet of Jacuzzi.
0: Okay, so basically, <laughs> Megalopolis, this region is completely urbanized into a single massive city with millions of inhabitants. Little remains of the natural elements of this region, unless they are artificially preserved. If your technology level is late industrial evolution or lower, consider rerolling this result. I'm gonna consider rerolling it because my technology level is Iron Age. Right.
1: <laughs> mm. Why not? Mm. Or, or maybe you should just—I'm
0: leaving it. Throw that <laughs> out, or what? Throw what not
1: out? It. Throw out the Iron Age. People are act inhabiting the city, but they don't know freaking how to use anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting. Mm. And i re- okay. So I'm I want say... to what's that? Uh, Go
0: ahead. I'm deciding whether I want to keep this or not.
1: Yeah, but you can't do it with dead air. you got to decide. I
0: can't do it. You're right. I can't <laughs> do it with dead air. That's true. I can't. Go ahead, Tony. Go ahead. What were you going to say?
1: I, I just wanted to say that, um, you know, then they go, next they go into mapping out your world. Once you have the general traits of your world figured out, you want to draw out a map. I like to let my players Sometimes do that. Um, start by mapping the region they're in and then add things as they go. That's a great thing you can do in a session zero is um, set up the you set up your basic starting point and then let your players map something in the in the region around it. When you're world building. Um, it's that fun.
2: Reminds me of something, uh, Tony. I wanted to uh, mention it to you before. I just forgot it. We should put this in the show notes. Uh, I do have a link to a website that can generate maps for you and with all kinds of tweaks and settings that you can modify it for either a huge world with many, many different nations or one, one or two different nations that are really huge, blah, 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 and have it look so... Uh, it's called Asgar uh, Map Generator. Nice. I'll I'll throw it in the notes. I'll throw I'll it in the show notes. In the no notes. In the no notes? The show notes. <laughs> show
0: notes and I'll throw it in. Yep. Throw it yeah. in there. Okay, I've decided to keep the megalopolis and I have um, I have three words why. Thundar the barbarian. <laughs> <Nuff
3: said. laughs> uh,
0: Okay. Yeah, very nice. Very nice. I mean, I mean, think about, think about this. You have croissant, a mm. steampunk croissant. Okay. Mm-hmm. Think, of, think, think. Get that image in your head. Mm-hmm. Major war happened. Everybody's gone. They're now at this iron age level where they have technology. Everybody cooked. Level. Everybody cooked. Everybody <laughs> cooked. Yeah. Everybody cooked. They, have everyone, they got, have. everyone got everyone away. <laughs> they have, they had. but he cooked off. Um, yeah, somebody didn't, somebody didn't, somebody forgot to like check the boiler or whatever the fuck, yeah. right? Um, and they all cooked away. Um, so now, in this steampunk Coruscant, people are riding through the streets and like horses and chariots throwing spears and shit at each other.
2: Okay. Sounds like a plan. That's it.
0: <laughs> now, the last thing. I want to roll on this table. The last table here. Yes. Stranger things. Mm -hmm. Finally, you could choose to roll on or take the result from the other inhabitants and oddities. List some other creatures, people, stranger things that could exist in your settings. Uh, You can, uh, you can, again, you can have this applied to like a specific region or your world as a whole. Right. So,
2: All right, who wants to go first? I'll go first this time. So again, I'll do it for the percentile uh, dice roll uh, as well. So once for the home empire, once for the frontier. 22. 22. I don't like that one. I'll reverse it. 22 instead. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Spectacular natural beauty. This region is extremely beautiful. A jewel of nature. Locals treasure the resplendent resplendence that they live among and other individual journey to this region to bask in its splendor well that makes sense for the, the home empire it's a nice wonderfully forested area cool. you don't want to ruin it with you know mining and open air mines and uh, and, and factories So and magical <laughs> cacti yeah <laughs> they don't even grow there, anyway oh. All right. <laughs> And then for the frontier, we go with 16 megafauna. Ooh. This region has a population of extremely large animals living in it. At, at minimum, oh. they are the size of the largest dinosaurs oh, from Earth cool. histories, but they could even be even bigger. Some may even have, have been domesticated by local inhabitants, but others may pose a threat. That's awesome.
3: Wow,
0: dude, that is pretty friggin' cool.
2: And I think I have an idea from uh, something that I, I've read when I was a kid, a French comic book series called, uh, called Valerian, where uh, these almost nomadic people uh, ride on these huge centipedes, and they build structures that almost look like you know, two-level homes stretched out on, on each segment. Nice. All right, Tony. Good. Are you going to roll on this table?
1: Yeah. Do a
0: strange something strange.
1: Yup. Okay. So, um, my surface of my planet. Eighty-one constant mm-hmm. storms. Mm. The region is plagued by continuous storm systems, and they are powerful and violent.
0: Oh. That's awesome. So, the, the surface
1: meter. of my planet is very um stormy um, okay. so I like that, and then something for um notable near the starting area for for players would be thirty six thirty six the pit a mm-hmm. bottomless pit sits in the prominent location in this region. Nobody knows how it came to be. Or whether it is natural or artificial, any attempts to map it to find out how deep it is have failed so far. And I want this to be, be awesome. the pit they believe is what the the energy emanating from this pit is what is causing people to gain these shark people to gain superpowers.
2: Nice, this kind of trench. Uh, cool. Indeed.
1: Yes. So. Those are my, my two that I rolled. Go ahead, Mr. Holmes. Okay.
2: Energy, this energy bubbles right. up.
0: My, what is the oddity, <laughs> other than the planet itself, the steampunk yeah. world that it is? It's not, yeah, it's not odd enough. So. Oh, shite buckets. That's a high roll. Wow. <laughs> I got a 98. Ooh. Monastery. <laughs> An organization has set up a monastery or retreat of some sort in the region. Roll on table 410 to find out what organization this might be. The organization's members are welcoming and open about their presence to work hard to be good neighbors. Well, then that's going to be, we're going to save that for next time.
2: Yeah, because that's another
0: other step. That's in the next step. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So there is a monastery.
2: Mysterious monastery.
0: It makes sense that people would probably, that Maybe. something like that would...
2: Maybe they're the learning ones. They, they know a bit more about uh, the history of mm-hmm. technology, maybe, but yeah, they're yeah. trying to keep it from people, maybe even until they're ready. they, just, they yeah, want
0: the, okay, to just so, yeah, okay, so so table 410 are factions and organizations. Mm. So you can help
2: define your monastery. That is true. That is true. Are they a monastery of where they're always kung fu fighting? Oh, so I guess I could. Though
0: so I guess I could roll on it right now because it told me to. All right, we'll we'll do a quick roll on it. Let's see. Oh, why not? Fifty four. <laughs> well, makes sense. Military. <laughs>
2: oh, they're gathering okay, all the. Then. There's a monastery, the militant
0: fight. knights of knights of the steam. <laughs>
2: The Knights of the Boiler. There we go. <laughs> the Knights of the Boiler Room. Knights of the Boiler Okay. Awesome. Led by the Almighty Cog. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's, no, that's what they have on their, on their shields, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: That's when they spring into action. Cool.
1: Very, very oh, cool. Yeah. All right. So.
2: So we've done step one to three. We did. Yeah, that's pretty.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, do we want to do a quick review of our, each of our worlds here? Could. A quick little overview.
1: Yeah, quick little overview. All um,
2: right. Who wants uh, to start I don't have a name? I'll for go my first
1: ep- and I'll let you go last, uh Stefan. How's that? Okay. Um so what I've got, I've got a um so far my setting doesn't have a name, but I'm I'm draw i I've already got a name for my world. So it's a superhero world. And in this case, um powered individuals are created by a singular source, perhaps a deity, or perhaps um the pit. Um there is a uh, unique theme of exploration because there, the surface of this world is racked with storms. But there are these small continents that are just huge mega dungeons. And these ancient dungeons are protected by immortal angelic creatures um, that need to be... And uh, these dungeons uh, are being looted by these shark people, uh, which I'm kind of looking at subverting the trope or the theme of uh, evil versus good. Maybe the society in this shark world is generally very bloodthirsty (laughs) and cutthroat. Well, they're sharks, Um, so yeah, they have to be, right? uh, But, uh, you know, the (laughs) the adventurers tend to be um, people who maybe choose a different path. Um, I have Renaissance-level technology uh, and political machinations going on um and um i've got this kind of note that uh uh, a unique notable feature is guns will use electricity instead of gunpowder uh then my world i have named it charybdis after the great greek sea monster charybdis it is an earth-like world that is cold um so the storms are these like snow uh, snow type storms uh where it's snowing but there's freaking thunder and lightning and high winds um and in it uh the world is mostly ocean society is populated into small groups of uh, schools and pods um and uh yeah uh the only other notable feature is the fact that this pit is near my beginning starting area. Um, that's this pit is. It's a large pit, and these communities ring the pit. Um, and recent recently, these people have started developing um, superpowers. So recent development. Oh, interesting. Hi. That's what I've got. I've got a name for it yet? But i'm thinking
0: (laughs) all right chris what about you i was starting to re-roll my population but i rolled a one and a ten again (laughs) one is uninhabited the other one of megapolis so megapolis (laughs) was kind of defined my population but it, it kind of defined that whole like um steampunk coruscant world is what I have. Okay. Right. And the trope that I started with was this steampunky Cold War era trope. But when I rolled my technology level of an Iron Age, that Cold War era steampunkiness is what kind of destroyed this world, quote unquote, destroyed the population. Right. Because, you know, nuclear war or what would you call it? not nuclear war, like steampunk gearish war. I don't know, whatever. They shot all their steampunk missiles at each other and blew each other up, right? <clears throat> Wiped the it. War so the war of gears. Test, the war of gears, yeah. Has has now this technology at like this iron age, people in chariots and horses throwing like spears at one another. Um kind of rallying behind this monastery of military monastery you know warrior monks maybe kind of leading this i don't know struggle <laughs> that's that is that is that you know what I'm, I'm thinking this this militaristic um uh monastery is kind of oppressing the people because my theme when i was and i'm going to come back to that theme asking what would you do to survive this is going to be kind of a survival RPG setting where you playing the, the players you're playing you're trying to survive now, in the setting.
1: But so. Can I can I suggest something? Absolutely. Uh, I, I had I, a thought. This is crazy. <laughs> I had a thought, right? So you yeah, man. you know think you have the whole chariots in Iron Age, uh-huh. and, and well that that brings to mind um, gladiator, you know arenas, uh-huh. and perhaps perhaps because the Society crumbled, um, yep. and you've and they've they they're just super populated, but they're they're living in a uh, a cold war state, yeah, uh, between two major cultures, yeah, and one of them is this the warrior monk type culture, and the other are people who live this hedonistic um, gladiator celebratory lifestyle all they want to do is watch blood sport there you go oh and cool. that's your dichotomies of society you got your militaristic mm-hmm. monks and your your hedonistic society very one is very roman and the other is um like the crusades crusaders
0: oh thank you tony all right i'm gonna that make gives you notes your that. cold war Bad like that okay sweet all right i'm gonna make notes all right gotta go Stefan. Your turn. All right. I get up <laughs> here.
2: All right. So I've got a world that seems to be in a uh, classical antiquity sort of uh, era, technology level, Bronze Age, maybe. Uh, I was thinking so, leaning more towards. The, a little bit Roman Empire kind of kind of thing, where it's trying to expand. I'm calling it uh, tentatively Hearts of Adamantum. Uh, Adamantum is Latin for diamonds. Uh, maybe the, these diamonds, you know, this magic takes the form of most of diamonds that have to be found on the plains. And... Instead, maybe of cactus, I'm thinking they 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 have to to hunt these rare animals that uh, that eat stuff and then whatever they eat transforms and calcifies almost like uh oysters into mm-hmm. uh into these little uh, hearts diamond hearts and that's where they have to uh to extract the magic from nice uh. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, the home is lush and beautiful. They want to keep it that way, but these animals, of course, don't live anywhere near the home empire. So they have to send out people, or, or chosen to uh, to go out, maybe at random uh, on a lottery. To uh, sometimes, if you, especially if you're a criminal or down on your on your luck, you you owe money, you owe people. Uh, you have to go out there and. Uh, you pay it off and of course some people are, are willing to take advantage of that so how far are you willing to go and what do you want to do to get back to the home Empire cool that's what I've got at least so far might change a few things but that's my broad lines nice I don't know if it has a setting type but
1: well I think you're getting there um, yeah it's definitely a, a- I'd say fantasy setting. Um,
2: fantasy, and, yeah, uh, a little different take on fantasy. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I think I think we both kind of rolled that. I think Grissis is more of like a a science fiction setting. It,
0: yeah. it feels it kind of feels almost yeah with a bit of it cold. Feels away. like
1: something almost that drew like Jules, something that Jules Verne would write.
0: Mm. It's almost like a a, a post apocalyptic steampunk. with Cold War overtones yeah it does I mean the jewels burned yeah Mm, okay all right I don't have a name
2: for mine yet though oh that's that's okay okay. Uh, we have
1: time we got another show on this yet
2: so we do that's it Sometimes it reminds me when we created races from uh, the Keyforge book. It's like sometimes you rolled at at the end, and then you go, "Okay, this is what I've got as my race. I've got a giant mantis thing that flies and shoots fire." Or uh, you guys, you guys have <laughs> exactly. tiny little things that one of them has mm-hmm. no body, and the other one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So next time we'll be we do determining the religion and cosmology, selecting our governments and general society, and then uh, filling in the details and determining maybe the special rules that we might be using uh, in these settings, so, yeah.
2: Yep, so that's uh, that's it for uh, the first part, one, two, and three. And I hope you join us for uh, the next half. We'll be continuing this and uh, wrapping it up there. And uh, if any of you guys want to see what we've uh, we've come up with at the end, let us know, or what you thought. <laughs>
1: yeah maybe in the last show that we do on this, whether it's the second yeah. one or the third one we'll uh, we'll we'll post our documents up on that people can see the setting document for these things yeah. yeah,
2: okay. oh yeah oh yeah i would i wouldn't mind seeing if uh, any of our listeners use the same method and share with us yeah i i challenge I you challenge you Yes, we challenge
0: you use our methods use the use the random methods here and come up I with throw, your own and i them throw
2: up. the challenge dice at you. That's right. <laughs> and a boost eye. and Of course, for a the boost eye. Course of course, the boost
1: yeah. eye.
2: On my world, you get a boost eye for any physical activity. So there you
1: go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brag about it. Come on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. So that's it for our books of Genesis. Oh, oh, oh. IT. So, welcome to Advantageous Threats. This is the segment of our show where we build, roll, and narrate die results on some sample skill checks for our entertainment and hopefully yours. And today we have Chris who's going to run us through a little uh, scenario. Yes, mm-hmm. we do. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, don't give it mm-hmm. up. Don't give it up. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, hey what are you doing what are we well, doing uh,
0: this week? it's that time of year ladies and gentlemen mm. for the lumberjack multiverse championship we have two new hatchets coming this year to the tournament earning looking to earn their flannel vestments and be called lumberjack tony who's your new hatchet and hatchet by the way i've decided that because the lumberjacks are our, our quote unquote, paladin career, mm-hmm. thinking the titles and levels will be based on types of axes and hatchets being the smallest. Yes. <laughs> will be our entry level pre-lumberjack. Right. The kind of thing. The Squire, equal, Yeah, hatchets. Oh, hatchets are equivalent to squires. There Who do you, you got there, Tony?
1: Well, I have made an amus or a musator by the name <laughs> of Maple Hops. <laughs> Maple is a strong backed hatchet hoping to earn his family vestments that's right he has a he's a fifth generation applicant to the, um, the order of the axe and saw and uh, he is, is, is hoping on. to earn the right to wear his grandfather's flannel vestments.
2: Awesome. Very nice.
1: He has one minor flaw and that he's when uh, maple tends to get a little bit of the sauce in him, he tends to get a little scrappy. Oh, <laughs> oh awesome. <laughs> That's
0: the maple, maple flavored whiskey,
1: maybe.
3: <laughs>
0: uh, you know,
1: Ancient family recipe, eh?
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> All right, that's, so that's Maple, you know.
2: Yeah, you know. You want oh, the secret it? Yeah. Well buzz off, you hoser.
1: That's right. Tick off, eh?
0: Okay. Speaking of hosers, Stefan. Hey <laughs> bastard you what do you got
2: for us? <laughs> Who are you playing? That's, what hatchet do you have? It's a good thing I'm not uh offended by a. Uh, Tony's appropriation of my Canadian heritage. <laughs> eh? <laughs> that's,
1: that's a real good thing. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> All right. No, I am playing a very different character. I am playing a... Uh, Zololay. Holay. Holay! A, oh, hey! uh, Holay, sorry. <laughs> he is... He's the, yes, he's uh, the insect-like uh, creatures... Uh, and he's part of the leaner, longer, taller version of the Zol Yeah, they have four arms, the elite warriors, and they usually lead the charge with the uh the, mm. the standard uh let's say uh, more common hulku. So very much uh, mantis like. Uh he's the first one to uh to apply to be a lumberjack, but he's the first a, generation first yes, generation lumberjack exactly nice. all right he's trying to right. uh, be the first uh zol to uh, to be a, a lumberjack okay
0: so um so in every lumberjack multi-universe championship um, there are events that are done and the way we're going to work this is uh, all events are going to be made with competitive checks with a difficulty from and, and I'm using the rules from page twenty six of the core rule book where the competitor with the most total successes will win the event. Triumphs then advantages will break to ties. Okay? So I'll be keeping track of the number of successes and triumphs and advantages throughout this. Um and um the names of the events. So we're going to have nine events we're going to do three events tonight, then we're going to do three events next time, three events after that. And then after that, we'll see who wins between these two hatchets. Um, first event is what's called the standing block chop. Second event, the single buck. The third event, speed climbing. Fourth event is the springboard chop. Right. Number five is going to be the double bit axe throw. Which, by the way, I watched a video online the other day. Actually, it was yesterday. uh, On all of these. Some of these, because I don't know what the fuck these are. Um, (laughs) A woman won this double-bit axe throw. It was great. It was so awesome. Okay. We also have log rolling. The underhanded chop. We have boom running. And, of course, the very end, we have the axe melee. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So... The very first event, gentlemen,
2: Maple and Rain, um, you are going to be using a... Sorry, my my character's name is uh, Rain Upon Rocks. I forgot to to mention
0: (laughs) that. Rain Upon Rocks. Perfect. Okay, so in this first event, you all are going to be using a... A five pound single bit axe to chop through a vertical standing aspen log measuring twelve inches in diameter, and that is twenty eight inches long. You are going to be making a resilience hard, a hard resilience check, and an average melee heavy check. For this event you're going to be we're going to be adding the total successes and triumphs and advantages on this to see who the winner is. All right. So, um, we can have, uh, it doesn't really matter who goes first, who goes second. We could round robin it. Um, if you'd like, um, we'll have, uh, one of you make a resilience check. The other one, make a resilience check. Then we'll go to the other one, make the melee heavy. The other one, make the melee heavy. That sound good. Sounds good. And then uh, your first check, you can use your advantages and triumphs to influence your second check. Um, on it so all right you'd like all right 20? so i have i have maple listed here first so we'll have him go first in this event and we'll flip it up next event
1: all right so uh what is the difficulty again
0: i'm gonna make it's gonna be a hard resilience check here now though granted you can we're only counting to we're though you could fail the check that really doesn't affect the narrative too much. It's all about the total number of successes you're comparing to mm-hmm. Rain. Maple and Rain are comparing to You know what I mean? Alright. So. All right. Right. All right. so. Um, Use so, talents and whatever, however you would like.
1: Alright. Well, uh, I think, you know, he's pretty resilient and uh, and he hasn't been drinking. So he doesn't, you know, doesn't have that problem. Um. Yep. um but uh, so he's he's fresh in the morning. If he, he got up, he ate a strong maple bacon and pancake with lots of syrup breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, I was hoping to get a boost eye for that. <laughs> you know what? Just
0: because we've played f- flapjacks and Sasquatches, <laughs> and that's probably why you're making that reference. I'm going to say yes, Tony. <laughs> All right totally get a boost eye on that <laughs> all right um oh here's a question with... here's a question you know what i didn't think of um how story points are gonna work well because figured... me being the me being the gm it doesn't it, it's not fair for me to fuck with you in that regard do we do a each of you guys start with one in your pool and you flip it to the other guy i don't know or we just not Up to you guys. What do you want to do? I'd
1: say since it's competitive that we just ignore stories. Ignore them. That sounds good. Unless there can, unless um, there's a reason, I guess, um, to flip them first. I don't. Maybe we could use talents that require them. So I I don't know. I I just (sighs) thought about that. Talents that require. I don't have any that require them. Do you, Stefan? Um,
2: no. I don't think so.
1: You know, I'll tell you the. um, If you
0: guys don't, then we're not going to worry about it. But I could see. I could see knack for it with, say, resilience or coordination, being able to take some setback dice out of this, if there are. You know what I mean? But I if you d- guys don't have those talents... No, not I knack d- for it. You don't, you,
2: don't use, you don't use story points for that. That's right. No, no. no. My, character, my character does have knack for it, but, yeah, it doesn't require story points. It just removes two of right. us. Uh, Only thing step-back. it would be in the... You know
0: what? I would, I would, maybe in the axe melee, we could do it.
1: Why don't we just keep the standard pool and... GM, you can use yours, and you just try to keep them balanced. Um, and us players can use ours, like normal, like you normally would. Okay. So right now we sit at two on our side and one on yours.
0: You have two? I have one. I'll keep track of I'm that. I'm not different.
1: using one. I like my pool. I have one yellow, two green, a blue, and uh, it's hard, so I have three purple. Yep. Are you good, GM? Yes. All right, I had one success, three threat on the resilience check. Okay. Um, perhaps I ate a little too much of my breakfast. Um, yeah, and and it's sitting like a solid log in it my is. stomach.
0: It is. hitting. It is sitting right in that lower lower left side. So you're gonna get a um you're gonna get a uh, you're gonna get a setback die on your on your melee heavy check when you're 'cause you're 'cause you're you're like you're trying to go fast and you're like you're trying to hold back the it's coming up it's coming up
1: okay <laughs> now this is trying to chop through a vertical standing aspen twelve so it's just chopping a lot oh, of chopping. chopping
0: oh yeah that's right it's a lot of chop it's a lot of chopping that's why but I'm
1: starting to feel a stitch in my side from you are. For you breakfast, are. okay. All right. You are. Yep, yep, yep. Perfect. All right, uh, but one success.
0: One success. I've marked that down. Yep. All right. Awesome. Okay. So, Rain, your resilience. Yes. How are you doing?
2: Uh, so she, he's got one, one green, one yellow, mm-hmm. versus three purple. Okay. So he's. Do this and. All right. Uh, yeah, that's it. No one with no the dice. <laughs> no, I'm just going to ask for something, but no, I'm not. Uh... Unfortunately, he fails with okay. uh, one advantage.
0: One advantage. Okay.
2: So, unfortunately, he's not used to these movements and uh, to, for doing this for that long. Okay. Eventually, he does get it, but it takes a, takes a while.
0: Okay, then.
2: What would you like to do with
0: your advantage? So, you've got a rhythm going, at least. At least. You know, but you are, yeah, you're, well, you're slowing down a bit. But you hmm. are, in a slow and steady might win the race. You, maybe. Maybe. Because Maple's yeah, kind of, he's kind of getting that little sciatica.
2: That yeah.
0: the pancakes are pushing on that sciatica a little.
2: So maybe, maybe yeah. I'll just give myself a, a boost, guys, for the uh, the the other check as the melee he, heavy. Yeah, as he gets into a nice rhythm and gets a nice mm-hmm. feel for the for the oh, weapon yeah. or for the. Axe. Oh yeah, he's alternating.
0: He's Close alternating ball. the down the downstroke and the upstroke, mm-hmm. making a nice wedge in there, getting halfway through. All mm-hmm. right, Maple. Melee heavy average melee oh, heavy okay. check with I'm a setback because he's
3: <gasps>
1: Oh yeah. But the knees a little bit. I have a, I have a maneuver when making combat okay. check. I'd like to aim my final shot to try and hit that just right so the log falls. Perfect. So I'm going to aim. Okay. Um and I really want to succeed on this, so I will be flipping the story point. Um, okay. so that will give me a solid, mm-hmm. uh, three yellow dice, one blue, two purple and a black. What do you, are you happy with it, GM?
0: You know, I am going to flip that story point just because you did have the three threat last time. Um, you are, you are, you are aiming, you're getting in there and you're going to take that one last swing to just go through mm-hmm. and, and right as that's happening, uh, It's coming up. You might puke it all out. You might slip. Who knows? (laughs) All right. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) It might
2: be brilliant. It might be messy. Yeah. (laughs) That maple bacon might come up. It might.
1: Okay. Well, I had two successes and a single threat.
0: Okay. Two successes and a single threat. Okay. All righty. All right. That looks good. Yeah. So you just slice that thing off of there.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <coughs> and you are tasting your breakfast again. <sighs> but we'll see how Rain does.
2: Yeah, so Rain uh, is, is used to uh, melee uh, this kind of heavy weapons. He's got two yellow and a green. And there's two purple. He's got his boost eyes from his advantage. And being a Holai, he's got, with four limbs, he can perform a second maneuver, a free maneuver, without costing him strain. Still limited to two maneuvers. So he's going to do double aim. Okay. <laughs> so giving him a total of three boost dice.
1: Very nice.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> So let's go for it. King of
0: the boost die, Stefan.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving myself boost dice, so. Okay.
1: <laughs>
2: so those are advantages. Let's cancel out the advantages. Success, success. He off
1: when he rolled the first check without any, but now I see yeah. why. So he could have yeah. three on the second one. <laughs> Jeez. <Apparently.
2: that's> <laughs> so I managed to get two successes and one advantage. No, no advantages. Yes, yes. Sorry, one advantage successes one Two advantage s- that's
0: one advantage yes okay so, <laughs> okay so your guys are coming through going through going through maple that one swing pays off you aim in there just takes that last one off your. Oh, you finish right before rain does with your three successes hmm. rain you come in With your two successes, with two advantage, you look good doing it, though. Excellent setting for a first-generation lumberjack.
2: Mm. Not bad. People are all, with the two two advantages, it it, it, Uh it, it, uh, caters to his uh, motivation of fame, desire. There you go. Excellent. (laughs) You
0: make it look, you actually made it look good. Mm -hmm. Okay? Maple got it done fast. Doesn't matter. He won the event. We're going to next event. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's all that matters. Okay.
3: Okay.
1: So. Okay. Now. In. Between events. Yes. I'll go purge.
0: <laughs> Perfect. So he binged. Now everybody out there. Especially <laughs> you little girls. No, you listen. No, I'm just kidding. That's so horrible. Um, no, yeah. So before the event, he binged. After the event, he's gonna purge
1: <laughs> into the Singapore. obviously. I ate too much for breakfast. I need to get clear up some of that. <laughs> obviously, and because
0: uh, you were and you did end up with that extra threat at the end of it. Um, yeah, you'll purge it. Ugh. Okay. Now we're on to competition number, the event, event number two called the single buck. Um, in this event, you, our competitors are going to use a six foot long cross cut saw to saw through a 20 inch diameter white pine log for the best time. This saw has the cumbersome three quality, which means if you don't have a brawn of three, Mm-hmm. for every point you have below that you will be getting a boost uh you will be getting a setback die on every check you make
3: mm-hmm.
0: so um well, rain will be getting one setback dice. okay okay so this again will be a hard resilience check because you got this big freaking saw it's gonna be a single so you're just gonna be just sawing woo, woo, gonna saw through this thing um again i watch a video, <laughs> a wiry dude beat this big, burly dude. It's all about <laughs> technique here. Right. So just got to have the resilience to do it. So we're going to, again, it's going to be a hard resilience check, and then uh, a heavy melee, average heavy melee check. going to add right. the successes, triumphs, and advantages to see who
2: wins. Rain, we will start with you. Alright, so just like before, uh, resilience is a green and a yellow. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, the setback dice because uh, it's a bit too cumbersome for him. He's you, have a a brawn, you have a brawn. You have a of two. Brawn of two. Okay. So setback die up. and three purple. But I'm going to try and ask for a boost dice by saying that uh, being you know a mantis person, he, it's a motion that's familiar to him uh, with his martial arts training, combat training, mm-hmm. part of his katas that he may have. Done these motions back and forth many, many, many times. Okay. Help <laughs> by <you>. that. <laughs> wax
0: on, <laughs> wax off kind of thing. Left a circle, <laughs> right a circle. Four times in a row because you have four yeah. arms. Okay, got it.
2: All right. Well, the boost dice came up blank, so there, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. What do you get? I get, unfortunately, a failure to okay. watch. Everything cancels out. Zero
0: zero zero across the board zero, yep, okay, so you're getting you're like before, slow and steady, wins the race, you're mm-hmm. you're huffing, you're puffing, maple, you purged, mm-hmm. maple you you washed it down, you it's out, okay, what you got um,
1: what you got? I have one yellow, two green versus mm-hmm. your three purple pool. I okay. am um so I'm going to get the crowd warmed up before I start. Okay. And I'm going to get them cheering in a chant back and okay. forth. And okay. that's um so his um uh, his uh motivation his strength oh is um glory. He's a glory hound.
0: Nice. Okay. Uh, and so, the name Maple last name is what? Maple Hops. Hops. I mean Hops is a well-known. I mean, five generations of lumberjacks. That's a yes. well-known name. They, they you're famous. The glory. Yep. So you kind of got that. So your adrenaline is pumping. Your blood is flowing, helping with that resilience. And you're gonna, you're asking for a boost. eye, is that what you? That what
3: well, yeah. I mean. Okay.
1: Sure. You can <laughs> if you're gonna say no, then I was gonna use that as my reason for flipping. But <laughs> <laughs> now you get a boost. Die, that's a good All reason. Right. That's a good All reason. All right. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Let's see. All right. Uh, one simple success. So oh, um, a lot of washing there, but uh, okay. yeah, one simple success. And it was from my boost die. Oh. So it was the cheer of the crowd <laughs> <laughs> that got me. Yeah. Dreadling pumping. <laughs> <All right. laughs> they gave me a rhythm, you know. A faster and, rhythm.
0: And, a little faster rhythm, you're <laughs> thinking.
1: That's the crowd cheering along. There you go.
2: All right. Okay. There, so back they keep up yelling, hops, Hobbs, Hobbs, Hobbs,
1: Hobbs, 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 Hobbs,
2: Hobbs, Hobbs. Hops, but it's and hops
1: it's, and it's opposed by a big foot stomp on the stands. Uh, you know, it's, hops, it. Hops, oh, hops
2: hops. <laughs> <laughs> we will, we will hops you <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nice. Raining down the stones. Okay. Let's get you let's see you this average melee heavy ah, check. So that's Slicing through this white pine. Yep, yeah, so
2: two difficulty, two purple, and the setback die still for really the cumbersome, versus two yellow and a green. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, of course, seeing that everyone's cheering for him. Can I ask? Uh,
1: yes, sir. <laughs> I, hate, I hate to be this guy. I really do. What is your you, Stephen? Stefan, mm-hmm. how do you have two yellow and a green with a two brawn?
2: Oh, wait a minute. No, he's got finesse. Oh, that's right. Finesse is only for midday light. I took Finesse uh, for, uh, for his agility, but I forgot it's uh, melee light.
0: Oh, this is not. You're not using Finesse in this. Sorry, dude. <laughs> no, 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 it's melee. Sorry. However melee. many ranks you have in melee, it's melee heavy, dude.
2: Melee heavy. Yeah, no, no. no it's I just uh, apply the agility uh, instead of to melee heavy instead of light. Sorry for that. Okay. Whew. I'm like, damn. <laughs> you got
0: a lot of ranks in it. I don't, yeah, you can only put two ranks in it. Yeah, with, we can only have two creation.
1: starting ranks at character creation. Yeah, So that's there what... There you go. I, like I said, I hate to be that guy, but we want to do it right. Yep, that's
2: yep. right. That's fine. So that's two yellow in my... All right. All right. Uh, and I'm going to flip, because... Uh, okay. He's, he, he's seeing the... Uh, everyone che- Or he hears everyone cheering for him, and... One of his desires, uh, of course, is fame. He wants to be popular too. Hopefully, maybe he'll get them to cheer his name. Rain, rain. Okay, well, you know, because I because I did it for
0: Tony last time, I'm mm-hmm. gonna flip it back. I'm gonna flip it for you. Right. Turn one of those into a um into a red. Well, and you know what? I'm telling you, this is your first time on a big stage, man. Don't yeah. are though. Fame is your what you like. You're kind of getting a little nervous because it's exactly. not rain there cheering, dude. It is nope. hops. And you're like, fuck. No. And it's <laughs> not in the rhythm with you. It's faster than what you're than <laughs> you're it's throwing you off. <laughs> all right, well, go.
2: <laughs> I managed to get at least a success and an advantage.
0: Okay, one Yay! success, one advantage. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. What do we all right, maple.
1: Okay. Um, got? Now, are these things, are these saws considered an improvised weapon?
3: Mm,
1: no. No. Are they designed? No, they're not. Okay.
0: They All are right. designed to right. do this work, for sure. All right. All right. So, though they are, though, the reason why I did put it cumbersome three is because if you look at these, it's a six foot long saw. It is big. Oh. It's bulky.
1: You know, so... I'm a big brawny Amos. I can handle it. I'm not going to change my dice pool in any way, shape, or form. I'm just going to roll with it as is. If you're happy, GM, I have two yellow and a green versus the two purple difficulty.
0: I'm good with it. All
1: right, here we go. Hops, hops, hops. We win. Uh, Whoa, four successes. Holy.
0: Four successes? Yeah. Okay. Nothing oh, else. Okay. Cats. Whoa. Okay. So, this is what happens. So, rain. You're like, Whew. you're going. You're going. You're like, all right, sweet. Halfway through. Excellent. And you hear clunk. The freaking <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Maple's done. Yeah. You're like, oh. And you. I keep going. Like, oh. And you just keep on going. You're just. Yep. And you're like, yep, no problem. Mhm, mhm. It's going. And then you go. And with that advantage, you know, because yeah. you did not stop, you're, like, going. And with that advantage, that last little bit, you start hearing rain, rain, rain. <laughs> and it just a little bit kind of boosts you up just a little bit. A little but, bit. So, but, yeah, man, he just smoked you on that yeah, one. Five, six, me, but, but you would still kept still your composure. To it. Yeah. Still respectful. Still respectable. All right. Excellent. There we go. All righty, then. Okay, so after the two events, we've got uh, Maple winning the first two events here, the Standing Block Chop and the Single Buck. Now, the third event. Any more binging and purging between events? Um, Eating any bacon? or?
1: No, you know, I'm tempted to chug some maple syrup, but I think I'll be all right. Um <laughs> All right, okay, so
0: the third event for tonight for our advantageous threats here um, is going to be the speed climbing event. Now, each competitor is going to use a uh, spurred climbing gear on their feet and steel core climbing rope to scale a 60-foot, and yes, I did put it in here, 18-meter-tall cedar pole. Climb up to it top oh it's 18 meters does. eh
1: oh this is a small one no oh, problem yeah.
0: <laughs> now the speed climbing there's also a second speed climbing event which is a 90 foot but you know your hatchets so you're doing a 60 foot one on this on this one this is going to require a average resilience check and a hard athletics check Okay, so we're flipping it a little bit. Not as resilient, but it's more of a pull-in. It's more—it's more of the more of an athletic type technique to pull yourself up. Okay, Okay. strength, those kinds of things. Okay, Um, we're starting with maple this time with the resilience check average.
1: Okay, Um, I. So I've done pretty much um, a lot of climbing in my days. Uh, I'm gonna say it's probably something that uh, Maple really enjoys. Well, mo- um, moose—they're natural climbers, right? Exactly. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah there.
0: Moose ator. Moose yeah. are natural climbers. Exactly. <laughs> and and, and uh, oh, that's a big I, mean, I see them in the trees Canada. up here in Minnesota all the fucking time. Oh, I, mean, I, <laughs> so I go down 94 Canada. out towards like. North Dakota, fucking see them all over.
2: Well, that's it. It's a big problem in Canada. They just drop. He <laughs> on the highways. God forbid that's... you
0: walk under a branch, man, and you get hit by it. Oh. Hey,
1: 1,500-pound moose. You watch mm-hmm. out.
2: <laughs> I say, that's how they try to cross the highways, but sometimes they miss. You know? right, right on a right on small Honda Civic.
1: Magic. All right, so because oh, I'm uh, I, I, an avid climber, I do it for fun. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and spend a story point uh, and uh, upgrade my check. Oh, that's um, a
3: classic. Perfect. <laughs> okay.
1: Yellow. And uh, so I'm look, looking at two yellow and a green versus two yep. purple. <laughs> perfect. All right. Avid climber. <laughs> One single success, damn it. Again. Was uh that a, a lot of canceling I? out was
0: that an a boost <laughs> i have been uh, ever- no you
1: <laughs> no that wasn't boost that was an upgrade oh the upgrade so the two upgraded dice two yellow dice canceled out the, the they were each a failure and an advantage they canceled out the failure and the threat on the two purple dice leaving me with just by my natural brawn, oh. <laughs> one green just because i'm brawnier, <laughs> that's right <laughs> that i that i got there
0: you were able to you were able to Keep your your so this is the resilience check so you're you're right. kind of you're going up it's you're just steady natural you're steady <sighs> yep yep you're steady keeping that breath going breathing in breathing out rain <laughs> all right <laughs> now rain being a bug totally not a natural climber
1: they're always digging in the dirt Rutting. <laughs> he does
2: he does have the the the, the wall walker talent allows him to climb. Ooh, what does that what is what does that wall walker talent do? This it allows him to basically to climb. Let me just double check it on. It's a, it's a key forge talent. I thought it would be appropriate mm-hmm. for him. You know it's what? Walker, yeah, I'm ca- I'm calling you out on that. That's
1: not <laughs> on a talent list in our freaking setting book.
0: No, it's not. You can't <laughs> use you can't use a talent out of. <laughs> p ford what the fuck are you doing man we already have a list <laughs> you know what i'm uh, you know all right, all right. automatic setback. Them. automatic setback
1: day no, 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 to... no,
2: i'll remove it for the all rest I, of the no,
1: competition I, negative though. style points i i i <laughs> it's an automatic upgrade
2: <laughs> oh i forgot about the list of uh of for the setting I'm, i apologize i didn't mean to oh, you no, you're apologizing to our
1: listeners stefan uh, yeah it's that's... all good it's entertaining <laughs>
0: <laughs> it totally is, and we're totally calling you out at it, which is hilarious.
2: <laughs> oh no, it's okay. Uh, I feel it better anyway than not to have it anyhow, because uh, then it just takes away from the, the the point of having the competition in the dice the dice rules.
0: Well, uh, you're using this technique anyway, so you're really not using yeah. your bug climbing ability. It has to no. be this.
2: So resilience, average. All right, so one purple, one, two purple, one, per, one green, one yellow. All right. That uh, so He will just roll all. Just, so I'll just I'll flip one point. He really tries to outshine maybe a uh, maple. Story point? Yep. Okay. Story point.
0: okay, that puts all of them on my side. <laughs> all oh, <right>. no. <laughs> all right. Let's go.
2: Uh, I get a total
0: of one success and one threat. One success and one threat. Okay. Okay. So you're feeling the you're feeling the um the pressure just a little bit there. It's um it's it's tall. It's a tall climb. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna get a setback die on your on your climb on this on your athletics. Right. Um, check here coming up so i need a hard athletics check from maple and because you are climbing 60 feet sorry 18 meters into the it's air it's only
1: 18 meters here. i got this
0: <laughs> you got this go ahead and flip i'm flipping one over to you okay so turn one to a red one of those two red and then stuff. Uh, and if you're building up your pool do the hmm. same i'll flip one for each of you
1: now, I didn't do it for the resilience because right. I don't think the gear would come into effect. But this is actually kind of like—is this a, the right tool for the job? Um, this gear—is it—is it? Is it um, oh,
0: absolutely! Yes, yes, you can. So get we a get a boost die, die eye to this one. You will. To the yes, athletics? you will. Absolutely. And
1: um, both of us will get it. So I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, arguing for both it. of us to get it. So. Yep. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that is i a... So um, <laughs> looking at a two green, one yellow, blue, and uh, purple, and a red. Athletics check. Um, It is
0: a hard athletics, so it would be two purple. Oh,
1: okay. All right. Sorry, I did miss the hard.
0: Because it is. I mean, it it feels like a hard technique to really get down. You know what I mean? Not everybody can do it. Only lumberjacks. (laughs) That oh
1: my difficulty dice came up negative. Woo! Except for the challenge die, Uh, that that mitigated my success by one success, three advantage. Ooh, okay, that could, okay, that could come into it here. So, like
0: we said, triumphs, then advantage, cancel
1: tie, you know, break ties. So, all right. Um, That's good. To use my three advantage, what Uh, I'd like to do um, in the next session uh, of this Mm -hmm. is I'd like to have an extra maneuver. Excellent.
0: OK, I'll make a note of it in the notes here. OK.
2: All right, so I've got Next green. event? Uh-huh. Yeah. OK. Good. OK, right. Stefan, what so you got? So I've got two, just two. It doesn't have any ranks in athletics, so two green, two mm-hmm. purple, a red, and then a black and a blue. Lots okay. of colors. And I think we still have one uh, everyone's story point on our side. I'll flip it to upgrade. To um, no,
3: you
0: did You didn't have one on your side. Um, yeah, you so did because you flipped you did. one on me. Because I I flipped it for yeah. you, but it's... Go ahead. It's technically simultaneously, that. but you do let need the it. Rookie oh, have. Go ahead and flip it. <laughs> okay. I'll let, right, the comp- right. I'll let his competitor decide. <laughs> let the rookie have it. <laughs> all right all
3: right all right all
2: right, good. All right. <laughs> uh still no triumphs but lots of successes oh uh, those two cancel out there we go i'm left with t- two successes and a threat
3: oh
0: okay then um well ladies and gentlemen uh so how it goes is it is freaking amazing how quick the moose can move up a fucking cedar pole, man. But what's I win more, by an antler, but what's even <laughs> more amazing is how fast rain caught up and won. <laughs> oh, okay. with three three successes to your two successes and three advantage. So rain, you win the speed climbing event there. Just
2: barely, just
0: yeah, I win. It.
2: Excellent. Um, yeah, so that is our. Uh, as he as he raised both sets of, uh, of claws, you know, overhand like you know, yay, yeah, shaking it on both sides and alternating. <laughs> oh, thanks, Tony.
0: All
1: mm. right. Oh
2: hell.
1: Yeah, <laughs> That that uh, that was indeed. That's cool. I like it. Did you, yeah. Did you like it?
0: I don't know. I it, you know it was a brainstorm yesterday. saw the saw the saw the uh, show notes yesterday, and then Tony, you're saying you know one of us picked something, and immediately I'm like, you know what? I want to do the friggin' lumberjack competition, and <laughs> I just spent a few hours last night putting this together. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Oh yeah. Okay, oh, our listener, hope our listeners weren't overly bored. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate that, Tony. <laughs> and you
2: know what? If you guys were, we weren't. I wasn't.
1: Nope. I <laughs> oh, no. I, I don't
2: think oh. they were. <laughs> oh, no. I'm, I'm keeping my co my host on their toes. Like, see? Yeah, no, no, no. That, that doesn't count. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. I can't use this oh, Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah so next time we're going to be doing the springboard chop the double bit axe throw and the log rolling
1: the and springboard gonna... chop
0: is interesting character well i'm expecting somebody who runs a fucking podcast can create a character a legal character <laughs> stephan
2: <laughs> i just picked the wrong towel <laughs>
1: love you brother yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay then
0: um so yeah dudes um well that was our that was our advantageous threats again hope you everybody enjoyed it to be yep. continued. thank you chris be continued all right thanks guys for putting up with me <laughs> appreciate it <laughs> thank you for humoring me well that's our show for tonight everybody um next time we are tony's running um the finale of primordial machina the crying sky our actual play series
3: um
2: looking forward to that dude yeah i hope uh, I, I hope our listeners are gonna uh, enjoy it too
3: yep
0: and then um I mean, and correctly. i believe I believe I've decided to pick up the um GM reigns after that, and we'll be running you guys through uh, some uh, Primordial, not Primordial, sorry, Primeval, Thule. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, that I've converted to uh, Genesis. So Very nice. So, Stefan, any mm-hmm. news this past week mm-hmm. or two?
2: Yes, yes. There's been some, uh, some news uh, around April 7th. Um, I've been also uh, looking at the Discord server for Edge Studios. And um, they've announced that the next official product that they'll be coming out with is the setting book for Twilight Imperium, the space opera. You
0: didn't yell it like Tony has in a, Notes here with like three (laughs) exclamation points, all caps. What the fuck?
2: All right, Twilight Imperium. Imperium.
1: Hangover. Hangover. Stop.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So yes, the famous uh, tabletop board game that they've got uh, set up, where you play different races trying to uh, vie for uh, political and military might. Uh, They'll uh, they're adapting it to Genesis and. they had a few images of the cover, uh, looks pretty cool. And uh, so it says they should be out by July, 2021, but of course, not saying any specific date. Uh, hopefully it will stay around that time. Uh, could cool. be delays, hopefully not. Hopefully so not. at least we have an announcement, an official announcement that Edge, yes, is, coming up with some products for our beloved Genesis. And
1: it'll be just in time. Cause I think we're running out of books to, stuff to talk about. <laughs> so I mean, just in time for us. Um,
2: well, so get, any well, official well, books. There's plenty of other stuff we could talk oh, about. Right. Right. Official yeah. book stuff. Right, right. Yeah.
1: Right. You got a point. All right. Yeah. It's a minor. So, book, uh, but it's a point.
2: Minor. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to me anyway. So. <laughs> All
1: right. Well, if you want to uh, tell us about your settings. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Reach out to us, um, and uh, or or at,
0: email us your fill yeah. in filled in setting the random roles that you did.
1: <laughs> right, right. That's what I was talking about. Uh, finding the narrative podcast at gmail dot com. You can talk to Stefan and I on Facebook, Finding the Narrative. You can talk to all three of us at Finding the Narrative on Mayway, or if you want some quiet alone time with our beloved Canadian. And that would be on Twitter at FTN underscore Genesis. Otherwise, listen to us on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, Amazon Music, and more. Yes, excellent. All right. Well, guys, it was a fun show. Yeah, it was. Uh, Even though I was hungover, I I enjoyed myself. Good. 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 I laughed a lot. Yes. it always it's all helps.
2: It's all, it's all about. <laughs> it's all about.
1: As long as you have fun, man. All yep. right. So, uh, this is Tony saying, let's tell a story. Spend that story point.
2: Mm. And this is Stefan saying, stared at for those boost dice. Even if you have more than one, it's even
0: better. <laughs> and this is Chris telling you to remember the rule of cool. Leave plenty of room between eating your flapjacks and doing a lumberjack competition, Ooh. and just have fun doing it. Everybody, goodnight, bye. Adios. Finding the narrative, a Genesis RPG podcast, is not affiliated with or endorsed by any companies mentioned on this show. Any of the products mentioned on our show or appear on our website are the property and copyright of their respected owners. All items are used under fair use and educational and review purposes. All other items are the intellectual property of finding the narrative at Genesis Park, RPG Podcast. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved.